recording both of us, so I don't know what why it keeps saying that, but it does. Hmm. It hates us. Whatever. Let it hate. Ow. Hate is gonna hate. Ball is gonna ball. That'll bother me. Not at all. I'm gonna eat a snack. I'm gonna piss on you. What? Drip, drip, drip. Please don't do that. I'm not into that. Wait, you don't know? You don't like Dave Chappelle? I'm just saying that there are limits, okay? I'm just saying, like, Dave There are Sh- limits to this. Dave Chappelle train. was calling R. Kelly out on that shit fucking 15 years before he got indicted in court. He made a parody <laughs> about it, and everybody thought it was fucking hilarious, but that shit was real. He was pissing on underage women. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we're allowed to sing about it now, because Dave Chappelle did it 15 years ago. I don't know if that's accurate. Don't quote me. What are you doing over there? Checking on my coffee. I was like, what are you going to do next? Stir macaroni into the mic? (laughs) Jesus. Well, you're over here talking about pissing on people and stuff. I was quoting Dave Chappelle. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Uh, Naya got the coldest motherfucking song out right now. She's got good taste in music. Well, you know what? I just... Just FYI to people, we don't give these songs out to them, okay? They name their hype song. Well, that's, that's, for the most part, yes. Um... I will, if I can't get them to answer the question, I will put something together for them. until we we, think they might like? Until we interview them. Yeah. Um, With Naya, she did an AMA. And I asked her, like, oh, what, like, what's your, you know, what are you into right now music-wise or, you know, some shit like that. Yeah, like, what's your hype song? And she gave me, like, a really kind of, like, generic answer in her AMA. She was like, I really love the new Pusha T album. And I was like, well, I'm going to go check out what's on there. And then I heard that song, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. This that's, is the song. That's nice. This is the song. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. BBG in the house with the streetwear. Yeah. Might even have a special appearance later. We might. I don't I'm not. I don't know. I, I, I'm not putting money on it. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm not putting money on it either because it's Monday. Good Lord. Like, I thought humans could be petty, but I'm reading this thing. It's from uh, Nature's Metal, I think. Oh, gosh. And it says, elephant kills 70-year-old woman in India, then comes back later to stomp on her corpse at her funeral. Like What the F? That's like another that level of like some petty right there. Like, Yeah. And that's why I love elephants, because it's what it is. That is petty as fuck. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that elephant really hated that lady, and I don't know why. That's an awesome charcuterie board. That is a really good charcuterie board. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. <laughs> Ivan, shut up, dude. Please You're... go away. Yeah, go lay down and go to sleep. Nobody nobody wants anything right now. We're good. You're going to have you. to wash your hands after you eat this. I know. Okay, I was just saying. I'm well aware. Just putting it out there I the needed universe. a snack. I'm not saying you shouldn't eat them. I'm just saying you should wash your hands after you get done eating them. I will wash my hands when I'm done eating the damn peanuts, okay? Or the cashews. Yeah. Cashews, cheese, and, and cranberries. Dried cranberries. The dry, Delicious. The, the dried cranberries are... This is going to be a tough interview. Like, I got hardly any sleep last night. Yeah. But let's fucking do this. I got sleep. I know you got sleep. Yet I'm still tired. You're always tired. I am. I don't get it. I don't either. We should probably talk to a doctor. Probably, to be honest. Like, it's not normal how tired I am all the time. Well, you know what? I don't know about you, but I'm fucking hyped right now to I'm talk fucking to Naya. hyped. I'm super fucking hyped. Like, we're about to start really rounding out this real world Portland podcast. Yes. And... Dude, how fucking cool is that? Like, we've got three out of seven, and I know that that's, like, 
you know, but yeah. still, that's almost half of the fucking cast from Portland, which is like a lot of the people on the team's like favorite or one of our favorite real world seasons. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely full of actual favorite challengers in that in that season of real world. So like it's just really cool. It's really cool. Agreed. I mean, if we could ever find Johnny, that would be that'd be like a feather in the cap because Johnny Riley. Yeah. Yeah. That would be wild. Because I don't see him on social media at all. Um, I don't either. I don't think he's on social media. I don't think we've reached out to Avery at all. We probably should. I've, t- like, I've never reached out to her from the podcast, but, like, I've tagged her and stuff. Like, from the podcast page, but I've never approached her about coming on the yeah. podcast because I just, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's one of those things where, like, we've talked to so many people now that have told us that, the reality TV world and then like real life, like acting and jobs and stuff like that can sometimes like be affected. Um, mm-hmm. And so people kind of step away from the reality TV world once they're like done with it, especially these older, more OG players. Yeah. And I know that, you know, Avery does other stuff. It's kind of like the Brittany, uh, Brittany Landon or whatever from Duel 2. Like I would love to meet her and talk mm-hmm. to her. I think she's such a badass, but she's an actual like actor now. Or actress now. And so I know that, like, she probably most likely doesn't want it much to do with the reality TV world. Because, again, you know, we've just had so many people tell us that those worlds have to, like, be kept separate. Because you can be looked down upon in, like, as an actual actress if you've been on reality TV. So I don't know. Like, I feel weird reaching out to people who haven't been on the show in a really long time. And then reaching out and asking them to come on the podcast when I know that, I, I don't know, it's just weird. No, I agree. What are you doing? Trying to take a selfie, but this ain't working. I'm not in selfie mode. That's for damn sure. Yeah. No, that's not getting used. Yeah. That's just going to stay right there. I look horrible. Yeah. Well, we were not expecting to interview today. (laughs) No, this was last second. Yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, especially after we talked to Kendall, because Kendall told us a couple times that like that was her goal. Like she was trying to become an actress and that's what she wanted to do. Yeah. But, you know, it. It's different now than it was even six years ago. Yeah, exactly. And I know that like now it's more widely accepted, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I just I still feel weird like reaching out to people who haven't been involved with the show or anything in a really long time. Like and I know that we've talked to people who haven't been on the show like Davis, uh, Sarah Rice, you know, stuff like that. But at the same time. Like, Sarah Rice is still very much involved. Like, she still does, like, recaps and stuff mm-hmm. on her Patreon with Susie. Um, not everybody knows that. I um, didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I knew that I knew that Brain Candy Podcast had a Patreon, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what they did on it. Because I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. Patreons are just things that we don't pay for. Like, we find other ways to support challengers through, like, cameos, merchandise, you know, promoting events for them, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, like... Patreon has just always been one of those things where I'm like, it's just, it doesn't have the value to me, so I don't pay for it. But I didn't know that that she did that. And then, like, Davis, Davis wants to be back in the mix. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, but I don't know, like, we could reach out to Avery, and but I just, I don't think we'd be able to find, I don't know how people, I don't know about Johnny Riley. I don't think he's on on social media anywhere. You would have to, we would have to to talk to one of our contacts that was on the season that or mike lewis one of the two yeah, yeah. i also 
I mean, there's just like, I mean, and there's some really big names that are just damn near impossible to get a hold of. Like, I have Landon. Again, Mike Lewis. Yeah, but. If you guys want to hear Landon, go listen to Mike Lewis. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's, that's, a, that's, <laughs> so that's about, about the only person who's figured out how to get Him in Challenge Mania. Yeah, he was on Challenge Mania, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. You know, and Scott and Derek have, you know, such a connection to the world that it's. Oh, yeah. They of can course. get whoever they want. I mean, of course. But, it's Derek. Like, who's going to say no to Derek K? Like, who's going to say no? Nobody. Not a damn person. Nobody. Not a exactly. damn person. And he's been featuring fans lately, too, which is really freaking cool. Did you, uh, I was watching Scott's IG yesterday, and they had some guy who subscribed to their, like, next level of Patreon, mm-hmm. which, if you guys want to do, go check it out. I mean, I can oh, yeah. think of, like, a better a better Patreon than Challenge Mania. If if I was going to do a Patreon, it would probably be Challenge Mania just because of all the shit that you get. with. Yeah. Because it's not just like, oh, sign up for my Patreon for like $11 a month or like whatever. It's like there's tickets to events included. Mm. There's like there's different levels and packages and stuff depending on how involved you want to be with And they Challenge have some Mania. really exclusive interviews and yeah. things that are going on. So, I mean, if you guys are interested in that, definitely go check it out. We'll link. Um, we'll link it down below. But anyways, uh, I was watching Scott's IG, and he someone subscribed to like I think their Savage level, so he did oh, yeah. a whole thank you video as Macho Man Randy Savage. I fucking died. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, dude, I fucking died. Oh, he he was doing it like as he was walking in the park. His kids looking. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> It was it was really good. Um, I don't That's know if amazing. it's still up on the story. By the time you hear this, it won't be. But right, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, enough about everybody else. Don't get it twisted. We love them all, and they have some amazing, amazing shows. But today's I'm getting, about Naya. Today is about Naya being on the Challenge Fandom podcast, and we're really excited about. It. We've been waiting yes. on this interview for a while now. Been working hard, and like I said, it really helps us round out like our in you know infinity gauntlet of real world Portland. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, regardless, Hurricane Naya is someone you always want to chat with. She's such a polarizing individual on you know her earlier time in the show on the real world, and obviously uh, like Battle of the Exes too. So it's going to be interesting to talk about that part of Naya's life and yeah. working our way through to where she is now, which, you know, from what she said, is a completely different place in her life. And you can really tell by watching on All Stars 3. Yes. And she's done absolutely amazing. I mean, way better than I thought she would do on her first season back. Oh, yeah. The fact that she went in there, took out Sylvia also made the final i mean i was just thoroughly impressed i mean the only way she was going to top that is by beating john a but we know john a is a fucking that's, beast. yeah that's tough that's like beating ct on the regular challenge i'm going to keep pushing that analogy by the way yeah anyways super hyped to talk to naya i'm waiting to hear back if we're lucky enough we might be able to get a special guest on to ask her a couple questions Hoping it comes through, but if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, and that's yeah. all right. It's this meeting, this interview has been rescheduled about 500,000 times, Yeah, uh, both on Naya's part and on our part. You know, people just get busy, and well, it, she's got a weird, uh, not I don't want to say a weird job, but like not a, a just a normal where schedule. she knows her schedule. It's like she gets called, and she's like, hey, you know, whatever, and you got to go on this, and so. Yeah. It's um, not like she works at nine to five. Yeah, exactly. Um, which we'll we'll get into. I'm actually pretty excited to talk to her about her job. 
yeah, no, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. I mean, she gets to travel so much and see some really amazing places. Well, and my thing is, is like this, like one, I want to know how it works. Like, do you like work from a company and then people just like pick you out of a lineup of like who they want as their like flight attendant on that flight or whatever? Because then like she she had just recently gone to Italy with a client and she was talking about how. She said something like, this time, my clients were foodies, so that helped her, like, eat her way through the city of Portofino, whatever. I think it was Portofino that she was in. And so I'm like, so she gets different. It's not like she works for one specific client or person. She gets different clients. So I want to know how that works, how she got the job. And then, like, I think it's. I don't know. I just, I want to know everything about that because, like. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm like eating my way through the city with my clients and like blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I, I think know. it's like it's it's got to be through the the company that does the private jets. It's probably some type of service. Yeah. And then they con- get to like pick or and, hire or and whatever. It's not so much. She's a flight attendant. I think that's a really uh, short sighted way of looking at it. I think oh, yeah. it's more or less. She's like a concierge. Exactly. Or like a, a maitre d' where she can kind of either a guide you or let you know like cool places or just you know make sure that whatever you need as that you're you taking know, care of a high class vip that's using a private jet to go to italy or hawaii or wherever right that you know you have a one service yeah exactly like you i'm know. i'm stoked to talk to her about that i want to know more about her job she's incredibly smart and there are things about her college career that I didn't know that I'm excited to talk to her about. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. Um, I'm excited. So let's uh let's go ahead and get this show on the road. What do you say? Yeah, let's do this. Here we go. Hi. Hey, Naya. How are you? Good. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes. we can hear you good. Do you want the the phone to stay horizontal like this, or do you want it upright? You can go ahead and just do it upright so it's comfortable for you. Yeah. We don't use the video at all. It's all audio oh, okay. for us. So yeah. sit there, chill with your dog, love on him. Or is it a her or him? It's two girls, Kendall and Kylie. Yes. Kendall and Kylie. <laughs> oh. There's, that's Kendall back there. This is Kylie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Can't say that out loud. <laughs> yeah. I know. Can't do it with ours either. I know. Oh my gosh, our animals are so bad. <laughs> so uh Naya, my name's Ricky Hayes. This is my wife Karina Hayes. Um, you know, we're really big fans of you. Uh yeah. been watching since Real World Portland and back in the Hurricane Naya days. Oh. Um to to uh watching now and uh you know, I wanted to start this off with first and foremost, like just seeing the growth on the television edit portion yeah. side has been really awesome to see and seeing your guys's yours and Jordan's relationship kind of come full circle from what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, it has been really cool. Um, I wanted to get that out the way because we're a little bit different. Um, we're, we'll talk about the challenge a lot, but we also want to kind of let people know who Naya is, not the you're gone for six to 12 weeks and we see like compression of like an hour of your time. Right. But who you really are as a person, too. Yeah, I love I love that that's the angle you guys want to promote. And I think that there's more there than, you know, just the same like you guys already see us. So if we're only talking about what we've seen, it kind of gets redundant, redundant. I'm an open book. So ask away. Oh, well, <laughs> phenomenal, awesome. phenomenal. Um, so I um, was doing a little bit of research and um, 
to be honest, I was really surprised. Like I, we talked to um, Ayana probably about six months ago, and she'd mentioned that y- you guys were uh, um, went to the same college, Howard. Yes. Um, and then we were looking, and then I saw that you graduated magna cum laude. Is that correct? I sure did. What? what? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Like I read that I was wait, like, wait, insane. wait, wait, wait. But also, I mean, my major was print journalism, so it wasn't like I was a pre law or anything. <laughs> but still, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It still counts. Still, yeah. That's, That's awesome. Super, super impressive. Um, Thank you. Uh, so, like, I saw that and I was like, oh shit like me and you are definitely not going to be the intelligent ones on this side right. of the podcast <laughs> oh, so <stop. laughs> you know, you know, that was a, first of all i have that was over 10 years ago and <laughs> the job that i have now does not require me to um be scholastic in any capacity so yeah. therefore you guys have probably already lapped me in, in that in the intellect department <laughs> i'm not gonna go that far okay (laughs) but uh, speaking of that like we see some of the posts she shows them to me um on your ig of like your travels of like going to hawaii and then like you were just in italy and that was the most beautiful thing ever i was just like every day i was like okay let's go check naya's stories and see (laughs) (laughs) well i'm i'm italian and i've never been to italy and so like every time i see somebody's in italy i'm like okay i gotta go like live vicariously through naya for this week (laughs) you guys have to fix that and go yourself like yeah like seriously just pick anywhere in italy um, I mean, there's just so many beautiful, vast cities and like hidden gems there. I mean, I'm in love with the country as a whole, but like, just go, like commit yeah. to going, like, if you can't do it this year, commit to going next year, pick a place, make a deposit and do it. I'm telling you, like, once you get there, especially because your people are from there, that's your heritage. You're going to feel like you're returning home. It's a feeling right. that you get. Yeah. So you've got to do it see my biggest like thing with it like i want to go to europe so bad but i want to see so much of europe that i'm like oh my i gotta save like 25 grand i gotta take like three weeks off of work and like, mm, really, like that really is months. not true who told you that number <laughs> well i'm just i'm just i where are you so staying we have a, at the four seasons no <laughs> right? we, so when we go anywhere we have three kids so it's like five huh. people oh, so like yeah. you constantly like kind of have to like plan that true. out is there any way that you guys could do this, do the first trip by yourselves and have like mom and dad watch the kids? Look, yeah, no, I love they're them. They're staying kids. home. I, I love them, but no. I love them, but fuck them kids. They're yeah. staying Yeah, here. no, Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first trip should be about you guys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like Absolutely. a second honeymoon, like for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm like, dude, if we go to if we go to Italy or like anytime we go out of the country, I'm like, no, you I love you guys, but you have to stay. You don't you don't get to experience this. Yeah, take this them is to for Disneyland mom. or Florida or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Where are you guys going? Oh, we're gonna go to Venice. Where are you guys gonna take the kids? Orlando. All they do is complain <laughs> the whole time. Like they would just complain about the food, the heat, the walk, oh, everything. Yeah. They would just complain the whole time. I don't want that. I don't yeah. need that negative. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and that's that's like my thing is because so her heritage is Italian and mine's more like kind of um Dutch, like Holland, Germany, stuff like that. So I'd really mm-hmm. want to travel through there as well as well. Mm-hmm. Um so like it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, we would have to have at least like two to three weeks to really like enjoy it and see what we want to see mm-hmm. because how often are you gonna be able to go for a couple of weeks to Italy, you know, yeah. realistically? Yeah yeah um speaking of italy before we jump into anything i feel like fuck it like i should just go ahead and say this because i do want to start talking about this on my platform and and on as many platforms as possible but 
most people don't know this except for my family and my closest, closest friends. But the night before I returned from Italy, I had a near fatal experience where I was hospitalized seven hours before my flight. I was certain based on what I was feeling that I was about to die. I called my parents on FaceTime and basically just started profusely crying and saying, I love you. And I don't know what's happening, but whatever's happening to me is, is not good. And I called my dog sitter and I'm like, if any, or I just texted her and I said, if anything happens and I don't, when I don't return, please take care of my babies. It was that serious. It was serious enough for me to call on DM. It was serious enough for me to like lean into my faith, knowing that this, whatever is happening to me, it felt like I was having what I would have assumed a heart attack or a stroke, like the symptoms were a combination of both and a collapsed lung. And what I found out, I mean, I'll go into details about this later, but what I found out when I returned home, I was able to fly home to Atlanta. I was on a work trip, so we dropped our client off. But the very next day, I'm supposed to go film a TV show. Mm-hmm. So I am doing it, getting medical clearance. They clear me. And something in my gut said, what just happened the night before, even though I felt fine at that point, I was like, that was like I would, the symptoms were, I'll just go through the symptoms. The symptoms were um, shortness of breath to where I had to deliberately breathe in and out. I was no mm-hmm. longer able to breathe subconsciously. Wow. It felt like my right lung swing was sitting on it. My heart was beating so erratically and so fast that I could see it through my skin on my chest. Jesus. I, by the time I got to the lobby of the hotel, because I just grabbed my passport, didn't even put on shoes. I knew what was happening to me was intensifying and it was very quick and it was rapid. I'm like, I need to be in the hallway in case I faint, someone can find me. Mm-hmm. So I make it downstairs. I tell, you know, the concierge, I'm like, you have to call a doctor. And then it starts getting worse to where I can't. Now my throat is closing and I'm trying to speak. Like I'm thinking thoughts in real time, but like, I'm not able to, they're not matching what's coming out of my mouth. And so now my speech is really delayed. My throat is closing up. I text my pilots, like emergency, get down here. So the, ambulance gets there I mean very quickly I'm in the back of it holding my pilot's hand and I'm like I don't know what's happening he's like what did you take what did you got like I was sleeping like I literally my body kept jumping out of my sleep because I think I had stopped breathing oh, wow. and so we get to the hospital um I'm you know I'm on the in the ambulance on the phone with my parents and then they're just staring at me because now I can't even really talk and my whole face just like it looks like I have I'm having a stroke it just falls and like can't open my mouth my hands ball up like this and like literally I was just in this position cramped up. Oh my my entire stomach was in knots with like muscle spasm. I had this strange tingling throughout my whole body and I just prepared myself. I knew in my heart what this came from and what I was experiencing. I knew in my gut it was from vaping. And I oh. knew I had been doing it extensively for almost three years, constantly, 24-7. I had just went to the doctor a month ago for a respiratory infection that I completely ignored and vaped all the way through. When I was on All Stars 3, I had a lot of social anxiety. I took like eight vape pens there, finished them all in a span of five weeks, wow. came home. I would vape before I got out of bed. I was vaping on airplanes. I was vaping, 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 fucking always vaping. I always had one in yeah. my hand, in my bra, in my hair, like somewhere to where I could always have it, you know, have access to it. And I had read stories about a girl who had like a double collapsed lung. And I heard about young people dropping dead from this and having heart attacks, having, you know, whatnot. 
I never thought that I was going to have to pay the price for it this soon. I just thought I'm going to quit soon. I even prayed like a month ago. I said, God, I feel like I'm a slave to this. I know I'm addicted. I can't quit. Please help me quit. I do want to quit, but I know I'm not capable of doing it. And I think that he answered that prayer and he said, all right, this is it. And it was at a time where I just had the best week of my life. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, eat, pray, love all through Italy. I'm literally going to sleep thinking, oh, I'm going to wake up in seven hours, do this flight back home. And then the very next day, I'm going to get to fly somewhere cool and do a show that like, hello, like this is like a dream. Yeah. And so my life, I stared at my own mortality very quickly. And I was humbled in a way where it scared the hell out of me. Because once I got to Atlanta, I found out that I had blood clots in my lungs. And I was told that I was even, I was fortunate that I even made that flight back to the state with no problem, but also that there was no way these doctors were going to clear me to fly to the next place to do the show. Because they're like, if you don't, if, if you don't, if you make it through that flight and you go and compete, you could potentially die. And we're telling you that we're not clearing you to do it, that there's no way you should feel comfortable going out and doing this show with, with pulmonary embolism. Wow. I mean, that's like the technical term for blood clots. And yeah. Right. yeah, so I didn't do the show. I have been on blood thinners, like the injections for like a week. I, luckily I was home. I happened to be in Atlanta. So I got to go, you know, stay with my parents. I live in LA now, but you know, stay with my parents. They took care of me. Um, two days later, I had the same episode where I was rushed back to the hospital. So now I'm just racking up hospital bills because of my own disregard for my health. And doing something I knew was bad for me and I'm having to pay for it. And now I can't go on this show and make a ton of money and have fun with my friends. And now yeah. I'm stuck in my childhood twin bed, staring at the ceiling at 33, realizing that this is a consequence of my own actions. And I just wish to God I would have taken my health more seriously, especially for yeah. someone who loves Deanne as much as I do. And I talk about her so much and I talk to her often. It's just such a slap in her face. Like, that I could have a disregard for my health for someone who never had a fighting chance their entire 20s and treated their body with respect. And here I am just smoking and drinking and eating and not working out and just like, whatever, I'll be fine. I'll get my shit together in like, you know, a couple more years. Yeah. And yeah. that's not how yep. life works. Yeah. You don't get no. to dictate when, you know, the things that you do, the consequences of your actions come back for you. And so thankfully I am here. I'm on blood thinners for the next six months. I will never vape again. I will never smoke again. Sure, I, I'm having withdrawals right now. Before I did this, right. set up this interview with you guys, I started getting this, the social anxiety that I have convinced myself that I have. And normally I would be like vaping off screen, you know, or doing yeah. it, you know, to where you guys couldn't see it because I was really a closeted vape around people I didn't know, but I was constantly vaping. And so I just, I'm thankful that I'm alive. I'm thankful that I'm getting healthier. I'm thankful that, um, you know, I had that wake up call and I hope that, you know, as I talk about this more that young people and just people in general will not have to go through what I went through because I know how yeah. hard it's going to be to quit. If, I don't know if you guys vape or if you know anyone, but it is the most addictive thing because you can do it anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so, so sorry. Um, no, 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 no. It's so it's kind of, it's kind of funny that you're bringing this up. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> It's serendipitous and it's almost like, you know, look, I, I, without going too deep into faith or beliefs, you know, um, I, I'm a big believer in free will, but I'm also a big believer in things happen for a certain reason. Like it's not all just chaos, right? Yeah. yeah. Or if it is chaos, it's like chaos and it's everything that can happen will happen. It happens when it's supposed to happen kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so about a week and a half ago, 
um, and we smoke, um, you know, and it's, we smoke cigarettes, yeah. smoke cigarettes, um, mm-hmm. but still it's nicotine. It's still, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. it, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and about two weeks ago, I started getting this feeling like I've always had kind of like an anxiety, but not to the point where I'm having like almost like a panic attack where my palms are sweating, like my, physical. Symptoms. Yeah. Like my feet are sweating. I can see my heartbeat. Like I'm having to lay down on the ground, put my legs up in the air, mm-hmm. to kind of slow down my heart rate and take mm-hmm. deep breaths. Same kind of thing. And then all of a sudden it went into chest pain. I'm I'm a bigger guy. Like, I'm not completely unhealthy, but I'm still a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my first thought was like, holy shit, am I having, like, like I, it doesn't feel like a heart attack, but, like, am I having something? So I was like, and it kept happening, kept happening. And I went through, like, about five days of it. And I was like, I got to go. And so I went to the hospital. Um, they think it's me having a panic attack um, or an anxiety. But nonetheless, it kind of brings into into perspective everything else that we were doing you know as far as smoking and drinking and and you know mm-hmm. hanging out and all of that kind of stuff but um and it's something that we're working on right now is to quit smoking mm-hmm. yeah and to start taking those steps and you know um i saw a few of you know your fellow castmates they posted this like like kind of like one of those quotes like inspirational quotes but it goes a lot of people say well they'll die for their kids but will you live for your kids mm-hmm and that kind of struck me. It was like, well, shit, maybe I'm looking at this the wrong perspective. I got to take a new mm-hmm. light on it. So, yeah, I, you know, having this conversation with you, I, I think it puts a lot into perspective. And it, it was a conversation that we needed to have. Yeah. And it, really, announced yeah. it was going to be you yeah. delivering it to us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, without with that being said, though, I'm very happy to hear that you've gone and seen the doctor. That yes. sounds like you guys have a long term plan to get yeah. you back to, you know, a yeah. healthier state. Um. If you need some help on or like some good reading, look up Alan Carr's Easy Way I to Quit Smoking. The easy Way to Stop Smoking. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Okay. Let me tell you. In my 20s, all through the real world, you guys know this, me and Anastasia were smoking like chimney. We were smoking yeah. cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And so when I got home around like 20, I was smoking on Challenge Free Agents. I was smoking cigarettes with Nani on Battle of the X's 2. And then a couple of years after that, I was like, I got to stop doing this because I realized I was just doing it for an oral fixation. Yep. Mm-hmm. I never really like enjoyed cigarettes. I would always have to spit or chew gum or like, I just, you yep. know, I would only enjoy them when I would like have a drink. And so I said, Maya, you really don't like this, but I just had made a habit of it. Mm-hmm. And then also at the time I was taking Adderall and Adderall would make me crave one. Um, and so I got that book and I remember how he said, I want you to smoke as you continue to read this. Like that's yeah. the whole, like he gives it, it, that was so genius. And I quit. I didn't even finish the damn book. I'm about to go get it now that I want to apply it to vaping because it's yep. all the same shit, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the same thing. But that book was life changing. And I got the audio version. So I'm about to get it. I'm glad you reminded me. I'm about to get it again because within three days of listening to it, I had completely quit smoking cigarettes. Like, and, I, and then there was like a two year period between when I started vaping. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like the part that got me was I looked at it on Amazon because I had seen a couple of people talk about it. In fact, I saw Jonah Hill just talk about it recently because mm-hmm. yeah. he just quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at it on, on Amazon, it's got like a 4.9 rating with like 50,000 reviews and no quit smoking thing has anything like that. It's nothing. like So, that. I mean, he really does kind of dive into the, the mental psyche behind smoking more than you know, trying to say, oh, it's just bad for you. It's just bad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love that you're on that. And then also, um, so I was told, I'm just saying maybe you should inquire with a doctor about it because leading up into like that major like attack that I had in Italy, mm-hmm. I was having chest like pinging, nothing insane, but just like I could feel my heart beat more times than not, or I feel like little pings of pain. 
Um, I had the like shortness of breath. There was like this feeling of kind of impending doom where I was like, yeah. I would just ignore it. Um, yep. And I was told by, you know, the doctors in Italy and then the, the initial doctors that I saw in Atlanta that it was just a panic attack. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Because I was not in a panic. I yeah. am like a very good place in my life. I'm not stressed. Like what I've never had a panic attack ever. How does this just all the start thought start one day where I'm asleep in my bed? Like, you know, yeah. and they're like, well, that's the thing you're associating the word panic. Like panic doesn't mean like, it's just, it's something that's happening to your body. And I'm like, okay, but the, here's the thing. What they did not know is that the reason the panic attacks were starting is because of the blood clot and right. the blood clots are no fucking joke. Like you can't yeah. have them in your body. They can literally travel anywhere and like kill you. Yeah. And so I just, I hope that you can go back and at least have them test your blood for that. So I'm, I've, I've got an appointment. What's today? The 13th. Yeah. The soonest I could get in was the 29th, but I have an appointment okay. to go in and get checked out. And right. With a primary. With yeah. a primary. And then I'm going to go see a cardiologist as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because I want to make sure there's a history in my family of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's I try not to take it too in depth because I also know my grandfather lived in a very different time. He was born in like 1928 West Virginia. <laughs> right. So, and he probably lived a long time smoking and like, I mean, my grandma died at, at 93 and she smoked. She was born in 20, 1923. So I get it. Like, and yeah. I, I thought, well, my grandma made it to 93 smoking. I'll be fine. Well, yeah. And mine is <laughs> like, mine's all like towards like the seventies, but still it's like, I, I don't want to take that risk. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know, too much on the line. Um, and this is not at all. <laughs> I saw this start now, but I appreciate this. No, don't be. No, honestly, I'm I'm glad that you did because you know, like you said, like it, it, or like Rick said, you know, things kind of happen for a reason. And I know, you know, originally we were supposed to we were supposed to meet yesterday, and you know, things didn't pan out. No worries, but it was last night that we kind of both sat down and we were like, you know what? We really want to start taking this serious. We really want to start smoke or stop smoking and blah, blah, blah. And then we woke up this morning and it was like, ah, like panic, freak out. Where are the cigarettes? I need one, you yeah. know? And then, so to go from that to then hop on here and you to have this story to tell us it, for me, at least it kind of just, again, just resolidified like a lot of the reasons why I want to quit. And Mm -hmm. for you to come on and be so open to share that story, um, like I knew that we had been texting and you had mentioned that you had gone to the hospital and like I didn't really tell anybody on the team because I was like, that's not my business to tell anybody. But and I didn't want to ask about it because there's like that, you know, like, how do you ask, you know, you know, I don't really know you that well. And so, um, yeah, but I, I knew that you had been in the hospital. And so now it's I'm I'm grateful that you were willing to share that story. Um, And I think it is important because a lot of people. Like they hear these stories on the news or they see these videos on TikTok or whatever. And they're like, oh, that's fake. That's fake. That's fake. But it's not fake. It's it's real. And whether it's a vape or a cigarette or whatever, it's not meant to be in your body and it will cause you issues. You know, and I think Mm -hmm. more people need to speak up about that. And yeah, you know, it's one of those scenes and I'm going to catch a lot of flack from some of my friends on this and. But it, it it goes even with like smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Like your your lungs are not supposed to take in smoke. Eat it if you want to consume it. You right. know what I mean? There's a, there's mm-hmm. healthier routes of going about it. Yeah. So yeah, um, 
Okay, so now with that being said, let's let's go on to a little <laughs> bit lighter of a subject. You okay yeah, with that? Yeah, but I'm glad that we talked about that. And and once we finish this interview, like if you guys ever want to call me or just like lean on me or get more information about like the things I've recently learned, yeah, please, you have my number. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, um, before I go into our normal interview things, I do have one mm-hmm. question for you. I saw a, a post a while ago saying that you were really in love with the new Pusha T album. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Okay. okay. So we make promo videos, and usually I want to use people's hype songs, but I was thinking about using the song "Rock and Roll" from that album for yours. Any of them, dude? There's not one bad song on that album. Like, okay. You better get a Grammy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I agree. I agree. I've I've yeah. loved him since he was with the Clips. You know his brother Malice. So um, yeah, it's cool to see how far he's come <laughs> on his own too. So I I had to ask that question. Um, second up is I want to make sure that we've got the right information um, oh because <laughs> sometimes MTV screws this up a little bit. Like okay. for instance, they screw it up every time. <laughs> yeah. It, for instance, we talked to Tyler Duckworth. They say yeah. he's from Atlanta, Georgia. And then if you look at his IMDb page, it said he's married to a woman named Susan. And I was like, that's not correct. Yeah. <laughs> Something ain't right here. Yeah. Same with like Derek C and a bunch of other people. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So I want to make sure that they have you from, um, and I think you've already mentioned you're from this area, but Powder Springs, Georgia. Is that correct? Where I was raised. That's where you were raised? Okay. Nice. I was raised there. And then as an adult, I lived in the city of Atlanta after mm-hmm. uh college and then now i currently live in california nice okay where's your favorite place you've lived thus far is it la oh for sure because i was born here and then my family moved uh to the south in the 90s early 90s it was kind of rough in the area that we were raised we were born into my parents wanted to give us a better life and they moved us out there but it felt like i was coming home when i moved back to la uh three years ago mm-hmm. It's really expensive, but yeah, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else other than like abroad. Yeah, agreed. Um, I've I've lived in California for uh, off and on a few years, Northern California and Southern California. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, if you can get past like the traffic portion of oh, Southern God. California, like the climate, Ugh. the things to do down there, it's it's unparalleled anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, with that being said, I've never been to New York City or lived there, and I'm sure it's it's probably, probably just as good. Crazy, but yeah. they also have really cold winters, and that's that's not the business. <laughs> I can't. I cannot do. Every time I go to New York, I'm like, this is. I love to eat there, but it's like live there. Ew. I'm sorry. Yeah. No offense yeah. to anyone who lives in New York. <laughs> no, I get it. Like we, so we have a we actually have another co-host on the podcast. He wasn't able to make it right now. He had a, a doctor's appointment or something, but he lives up. Uh, actually, he lives up by Portland. And um, he, we were like trying to plan this like team trip where like everybody on our team, because we run a, a bunch of Facebook fan groups. And so we've got a big team of like really like 10 people. Um, yeah. And four, four of us run the podcast. But we were like, let's do a big team trip and like everybody meet because most of us haven't met. We've only ever met online. So let's like plan a trip and let's all meet there and and have some fun and josh is like let's do washington and i'm like i don't want to cry the whole time i don't want to be depressed let's go somewhere sunny please i can't do this like no offense to anybody who lives in washington it's just not my thing i can't i need warm good food sunny like that's what i need yes yes see my thing was let's go to san diego Mm, i love san diego you know, I'm actually yeah. gonna go there like later this summer to do like I love to do a lot of solo shit. But I'm gonna go whale watching. Oh Ooh. 
yeah, it's, it's really good out of there. Like the blue whales, like the massive oh. one. Like San Diego is like LA is good, but sometimes LA gets really hot, like upwards of like 90, 95 degrees. Like yeah, San Diego, yeah. it feels like it's always 85. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, the ocean, huh? Yeah. Just yeah. the way it's Water's set up. Right there, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, technically Frisco is the same latitude yeah. that we are up here in Reno, True. but we get snow and they get fog all the time. So True. Yeah, right. it's, it's a fair trade. <laughs> Which can also be depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Naya, one question I wanted to ask you was, before college, before reality TV, before all that, what did you want to do when you grew up? What was, like, your your dream job or your dream goal? <laughs> okay. I'm going to be completely honest. Please. I never dreamt of a job or a career. I love to write. I love to be creative. But I never dreamed of, like, actually working and, like, earning my way through life. I was one of those. <laughs> gotcha. And so, yeah. honestly, the only aspiration I had, I was like, I want to – I love basketball and I love sports and I love hanging around guys. I wanted to be, like, an NBA wife. I wanted to be Vanessa Bryant. That's awesome. <laughs> love it. Love it. I'm not even kidding. But for all the right reasons, like, I just genuinely – saw being the helpmate of a really powerful celebrated man as something I wanted to do. Right, wanted yeah. to be um not in like a gold digger jersey chasing aspect, but like I just have always thought that that was a, a role that like, you know, being the wife of, I just thought that yeah. was really cool. If someone who yeah. brings a lot of joy in the world and like to be the woman who takes care of him, like that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um so when that didn't work out <laughs> <laughs> You still got time. You still got time. <laughs> I still got time. I still got time. You still got time. Um, but I, I wanted, like, it's crazy because when I graduated high school, there was this conversation where a bunch of me and my friends were having, and we're sitting around about to go back home. And everyone's like, so what are you guys going to do? And some of my friends are like, oh, I'm going to go into law school. I'm going into dental school. I'm going into med school. This person's going to take this corporate job, this internship. And I was like, and I said this, I said, y'all, I'm about to be a cocktail waitress and go on the real world. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and nobody like everybody looked up and kind of was like okay and i i was essentially kind of joking but there was some truth to it i never even really watched the real world i just knew it was this cool show with a bunch of young people who are around the age that you are when you graduate college like go, go to this city that they've never been they party they don't take life so seriously and they just figure out who the hell they are and that's what i wanted to do and it's yeah. just crazy there's life and death and so much power in the tongue so watch what you say because uh -huh. I desired that and it came to me. I mean, I can't imagine how many people apply to this show. Yeah. But because yeah. I jokingly wanted it, I was jokingly interested in it. The opportunity came to apply. They picked me out of probably tens of thousands. And I still didn't get picked initially. You know, they, they told me that I didn't make the cut. And I Still knew in that moment when the producers called me and said, hey, we decided to go with someone else, but thank you for your time. I knew in my gut and my bones that I was going. I just said, oh, interesting. I guess I'm coming later. And so I just went about my day. Didn't even think <laughs> about it. I wasn't sad. I didn't feel rejected. I'm like, fuck it. Something's going to happen and they're going to need me. And sure enough, like three weeks later, they're like, hey, um, just kidding. Do you want to come? And I'm like, hell yeah, bags been packed. Right? <laughs> I've been ready. Waiting on you. <laughs> it's like walking around with basketball shorts on underneath your jeans just in case. You know, right. you're always ready. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was going to ask, um, did you know about the challenge as well? Or were you only like kind of interested in the real world at that time? I had no idea about anything the challenge. 
you know, wow. like I had, okay. I had never even watched a season of the real world. I just knew what the concept was. Gotcha. Right. So okay. I've probably right. seen like little clips and stuff like that, but I never actually watched the show. I just knew the tagline, which was seven strangers pick to be in a house and have their lives filmed, find out what happened. People stop being polite, start being real. I thought that was cool enough to do it. I'm like, shit, yeah. that sounds like I don't have to get serious about life for three months. I can go like let my hair down, have fun. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> so, okay. I got to ask about your casting story because uh-huh. as far as like your first <laughs> casting interview, how'd that go? So the first interview was, they were doing an open call in Atlanta. So I went mm-hmm. to that and sitting at a table with like seven people, everybody was like not really saying much. They had one lady who would ask you questions. And I felt like, yeah, this isn't going to cut it. So I pulled the lady aside and I said, hey, um, yeah, I really want to talk to you guys one-on-one. And she said, well, how about you send some audition tape to this address? So I sent some audition tapes. And how I would do it is I spent a lot of time in my car, mostly eating. So like mm-hmm. in between like partying and going to work as a Costco waitress and, you know, hanging out with different guys and shit like that, like I would sit in my car. So I had a computer, my MacBook, and I would just put it on my dashboard. And while I was eating or, you know, whatever just came from doing something, I would just start talking about my day and about myself and about my thoughts and what I believed in. And like most of the time, most of these videos, like I was definitely like buzzed. So I was talking some shit. (laughs) And and Mike, by the way, when I say buzz and filming, I was stationary. I was in a parking lot for the most part, you know, when I was drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wild back then. You guys have got to forgive me. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been through my early 20s. Yeah, I get it. We've done it too. It's, yeah. uh, but like I was I was the worst. Like I had a YouTube channel that thankfully I deleted almost as soon as I created called Car Bar. Oh, oh God. Shit. Where me and my best gay friend were just getting drunk in the car and like, just doing like wild shit and going places. And then Mothers Against Drug Driving messaged me on YouTube and were like, you think this is a good thing? And I, it didn't even occur to me like what I was promoting. Right, yeah. And mm-hmm. I swiftly deleted it and I was so embarrassed. I mean, I hope like there's no trace of it on the internet anywhere. But um, yeah, I was just, that was a really wild phase in my life. So the, so the real world, um, they got all these tapes that I like made and edited. It was like three of them. Because I was having fun with it at this point. They told me to send one. I sent like three. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just cringe at like the stuff I was saying. Like, I'm sure you guys remember like one of the things they mentioned in the, like when they were introducing me coming to the show, they were showing bits of my audition tapes with me in the yeah. car. Yeah. And yep. one of the things I said, I'm like eating a big ass Arby's roast beef and cheddar sandwich. And I'm like, there's two things in this world I love. Like he's dick and food. <laughs> yep. My father that. saw that. He was mortified. <laughs> oh my God indication that this girl with no filter does not need to be on tv like that was it (laughs) (laughs) look so i i know that oh my gosh i know that there's a lot of uh there was a lot of blowback from stuff that happened on your guys' season and Mm -hmm. that was a wild it was a wild season and (laughs) it was really like all I have to say is I'm just really appreciative that I was in my early 20s when it was still MySpace and I wasn't <laughs> yeah. on a reality TV show because I said and oh did a bunch of stupid shit that I am so glad is not on tape. And the yes. only person that knows about that is me now. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? But <laughs> I know. And that's, I envy you. <laughs> but I think that's what and honestly that's what I think makes your story so compelling and great is the fact of everybody loves a redemption arc, right? And same with Jordan. Yeah. It's that you guys had these really low points and really horrible times where you guys were both wrong on both sides. Mm-hmm. 
but you guys were able to grow past that and become, mm-hmm. you know, the better versions of the people you were always supposed to be. Right. You know, Yay. and still growing, obviously. Still, and that, still growing. Yeah. But, and, and I think that's because one thing we've noticed, and I know, I, I'm sorry if you've already mentioned this, but mm-hmm. we run a couple different groups and it's like kind of an overarching theme over like the last year and a half that we've seen. And especially mm-hmm. since All Stars 3 came out is just the amount that the fandom is behind you guys. Yeah. Now yeah. It's just amazing. I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, you know, that, that makes me feel so good because I didn't know what to expect when we came back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I heard that a lot of people from the challenges were getting canceled. You know, Jordan had been put on timeout from the main show. Mm-hmm. I never thought a million years they would call me back. And then when they did, there was this whole thing where, why are they bringing her back? Why are they bringing him back? And it's like, listen, like, I understand that people need to be put on timeout. I needed to be put on timeout for my behavior. Yeah. And honestly, I was okay with, with losing out on that opportunity forever because that's just like, you know, that's a consequence of life. You don't mm-hmm. get to choose the consequences. When you make right. the actions, you lay the, make the bed, you have to lay in it. So I was yeah. at peace with these people don't want me back in this environment and that's okay. Like I did a lot of, uh, did and said a lot of ugly things that offended a lot of people. And so, but in my real life, I did the work. I acknowledged my, my wrongs. I took time to decide who I wanted to be and who I didn't want to be. And I practiced being that person every single day. Yeah, yeah. I'm still imperfect. Yeah, I made mistakes, but I aimed to be a woman who exudes nothing but love and good energy and protection and hope and optimism and anything else. I'm not going to practice that. And so it took years. I went to a lot of therapy and me and Jordan, our friendship only became what it is through years and years of actually getting to know each other at a slow pace. Right. And leaving the door open in terms of like our hearts, because it was not easy. I literally wanted him to physically die at one Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, it, and I'm sure the future, the feeling was mutual. Um, <laughs> we hurt each other tremendously. And, you know, for us to have done the work, have forgiven each other, have healed, um, become better people for it. It's like, at what point, like, can we stop with the, the cancel thing can't be permanent. Once you see no. someone has, has truly evolved, has truly taken ownership, has truly become a better person, especially off camera. I mean, my sentence was seven years. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Hello. Like, come on. Can I get out of here now? Can I get out of this cage? Like, can yes. I have my freedom again? Can I have the freedom to be the person that I have told, have shown you guys that I am now? Yes. And I wanted that for Jordan as well. I'm just like, okay, I get like, yes, like people should be, there should be repercussions for the things you say and do that are offensive to others. However, when somebody shows you that they have um, gone out of their way, change for the better let's celebrate that too now yes absolutely you know and maybe it's not as entertaining as the villain stories but like that's to me it's like we're neglecting to do that when we're giving the fans the power to put pressure on the network to cancel people and then to keep them canceled it's like no like i'm not gonna i'm not condemning myself anymore so you guys can't either yeah i i agree 100 percent. look and and god forbid anyone who thinks that somebody in their 20s is who they are for the rest of their life yeah right you know the human brain doesn't even start stop developing until you're like 23 years old right yeah and then you're still still learning about yourself like i didn't know who i was until i was honestly till i hit about 32 33 then i was like okay i know who i am clicking for me at 30 
32. Like I'm 33 yeah. now, but shit really started clicking at 32. Yep. Yeah. Call yeah, me a late same. bloomer. I don't know what to tell you, but like, sorry, like the same. pages have well, been immature for most of my life. I, I'm still a 15 year old at heart. Let's he not is. get it twisted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but no, my thing is, 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 and, and I, I say this a lot, like, first of all, we're huge on growth here. You know, we understand that like people, one, people aren't perfect Two, what we do see of you guys on TV is all edited. And as an editor myself, I know that I can take anything that anybody says and I can make them look any way that I want them to look. It just, that's just how editing is, you know? So I try to I'm, keep wait, that wait, in wait, mind. Wait, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you though. From my experience on the real world, on the challenges, knowing the backstories, knowing the tea, they're telling the real story. Oh, they no, never, absolutely. This, this show, this show, I can't speak on other reality shows, but the challenge in the real world, yeah. oh, no, I was doing and saying those things. They told the story. They told more details than I thought they would. I was right. really like, I wasn't, I was the villain that I, they set the stage, but I performed that way. And mm-hmm. they didn't give me a script. I chose to be that girl. Right. No, absolutely. But but I feel like editing can also amplify things because they're only showing the bad things. So that makes you look like nothing but a villain. And so then everybody's like, oh, she's this bad, terrible person when it's like the way I look at it is, is nobody is just born a good person or a bad person. They're they're choices and decisions that we make every single day that mm-hmm. make you a good person or a bad person or you yes. know in that moment or a bad action or whatever. And I think that people forget about that. And it's yes. like they expect you to just always 100% always be good. But, you know, you can yeah. be a great person and have a bad moment. And I exactly. just I, I wish more fans and stuff would understand that, you know, what we see on TV isn't everything. We don't see everything that you're doing hear everything mm-hmm. you're saying. We're seeing clips and snippets of of moments that they want you to fill this archetype. So these are the clips and snippets they're going to show us of you, you know, and that just because you make a bad, a bad choice or have a bad moment or a bad year or whatever, doesn't make that person a bad person. And people are capable of growth, you know, and so it's like with Will Smith, like what he's going through is a total like, yeah, reflection of what you just spoke on. Exactly. It's, Mm -hmm. you know what? He's not a bad guy. He's not this terrible human being that people are all of a sudden trying to make him out to be after how many years of being like perfect, pretty much in the public eye. He made a mistake. He made a poor Mm -hmm. decision that lasted 35 seconds, but the effects of it are going to unfortunately last for years. Yeah. 10 years. He's, he's Mm -hmm. removed from the, from the Oscars or whatever, like 10 years. Well, it's not even that it's, it's really public perception. It's really, yeah, but I'm just saying like, Um, but I guess my, my overarching thought on this and I agree with you that it's not about canceling. Like, yes, should someone be put on like a timeout or like, hey, you need to think about what you've done? Yes, absolutely. But do I think someone should be outright canceled because they made a mistake and are learning from it? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the way we learn, and we have to remember this, the way as humans learn is by making mistakes. Nobody learns anything by being perfect at stuff. Cancel right. culture is Cancel culture is detrimental because it's pretty much telling people that Hey, we're not going to give you room to learn and grow. We're just going to dump you. And yeah. I think that that's terrible. And you know, one of the scariest things that I saw recently, um, whenever there is somebody that is canceled or even from the show, I think MTV recently um, let go of a girl for something she said on another show in another country like 10 years yeah. ago. 
So yeah. I know that. What was her story. name? Her name's Emmy. She's from Romania, and she said on X Factor when she was sixteen, she was singing a, a Nicki Minaj, Minaj song, right. performing. She was singing and... a song, which I'm sorry, but like, let's all be real. Like every white person who's sang a rap song in their car has used the word, and like in that situation, because of where she's from, it, it unfortunately, it, it, it she's getting condemned for it, and it was a mistake. But she was not aware of the mistake she was making at the time that she made it. Right. And then, so the MTV cancels her. But the one thing that that just made my stomach turn is I look in the comments and the fans are saying we won. Yeah. yeah. So meaning we won. that like the network is listening to the pressure of these people on Twitter. Yep. And making mm-hmm. these decisions. And I'm like, we must this can't be happening like this. Yeah. Like how do they have more power, people in the Twitter sphere, than to influence a network's decisions? Like you didn't even give this girl like let's give this girl room to grow, room to evolve, like to explain herself. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it put, if you want to put her on timeout, but like at some point, like if we can't like leave people, kick people in a ditch and leave them there and just bury them alive in shame and condemn them for things of their past. It's like, no, like. Well, and, and I, I think certain people don't have the view of this. I, I would assume you do, especially with the amount of travel that you do and mm-hmm. seeing different yeah. cultures and understanding the history. Like Romania's history with African Americans or or the slave trade, the European slave mm-hmm. trade is not the same experience that America has. Yeah, and exactly. there's a, there's cultural differences that are there. I mean, I exactly. because when I heard about this, I wanted to learn more, so I started reading about Romania, and mm-hmm. I found out that the majority of their slaves are actually European slaves from other Slavic mm-hmm. nations. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was it's people have to take that into context because that's it. It all matters now. Should she have said the word? No, she probably shouldn't. Are you right that every person that's wrapped along in their car has said that word when they're doing it? Yeah. Yes. Of course they have. It, it, it is what it is, you, you know, and and I would I would be missed to say that I didn't do that. But I've also, yeah. once you learn something, mm-hmm. you internalize it and you make it something new. So now when I do listen to that song, I try not to do that stuff yeah. because I yeah. know it's not right to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I've got to respect yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And especially I think as... As me being a white male and you being a white female, our part in this is to try to keep an open ear and listen, and learn. not mm-hmm. to judge, mm-hmm. not to pass judgment, but just to learn, to to mm-hmm. to hear the experience and and take the knowledge from that. And I mean, that's the best thing that we can do as far as that goes. Right. Yeah. Now, and, and I'd like to think of myself as a very forgiving person on top of that, Naya. And, <laughs> you know, like, and you guys making those apologies and, and you and Jordan learning, oh, yeah. I, you know, look totally past that. The one thing I can't look past, though, is how the hell did you drink Zach's sweat? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> I worked on that transition for a while. Okay, I had lost, I lost my, um, my credit card while I was in Panama. And so every time we would go out to the bar, I didn't have, you know, any money. And like, yeah, of course, everybody would buy drinks for me. But I'm like, no, I like to have my own money. I want to spend my yeah. own money. And yeah. so I was like, well, I guess I got to earn some. So they bet me that I wouldn't <laughs> drink it. And it was like, I think it was like 60 or 70 bucks. It was something, I don't even know, maybe 100. Yeah. And so all I had to do was drink a cup of not just Zach's sweat, but Johnny Riley's sweat was in there too. And then like what? bringing out their shirt, bringing out their shorts into this cup. And I didn't drink it though. Like I just put it in my mouth and then spit it out. But I mean, that alone was disgusting. Oh, God. did they pay you? Hell, come on now. <laughs> you you know, you know I got my money. 
Look, I'm going to be honest. Once I saw that, I was like, if I was ever on the challenge and there was an eating competition, I'm picking Naya. Naya is my partner for eating challenges. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I, um, I traded in <laughs> my dignity and morale and uh, self worth for what was it, eighty bucks? <laughs> I've done worse in my twenties. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, so, that was crazy, though. Um, one thing I was kind of curious about in MTV and well, I guess Paramount really doing this more and more is bringing the real world homecomings. Um, oh and- yes, I'm trying to manifest that for us. I then that's what I want to know. Is that something you'd be open to doing going back to Portland? I think it I think we should do it. Like we should skip. I know they want to kind of go in order with like the older seasons, but I'm like, no, 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 no. The timing is so right. It's for so good right now because there's they don't know like all of the different layers of like what's going on in our lives. And I think it's just so necessary to tell the story. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, it's me and Jordan's like redemption, you know, chapter, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And then Anastasia and Avery have recently had you know wonderful talks and like of healing and Anastasia you know admitted how she treated her was wrong and Jordan has admitted how he treated Jessica was wrong and um you know me and Avery we went from punching each other's faces out to Mm -hmm. like that's a girl that I genuinely love and like we talk a lot and celebrate each other and we have for many years now and even you know Johnny Riley I follow him and his wife on Instagram and I know that they have a baby and he just became a cop and like you know we say nice things to each other and we really genuinely wish each other well no one's we're not getting paid to do this it's like yeah I genuinely um you know I want to know what's going on with Marlon me and Joy were friends like heavy for like I, I would assume like two years and then we had a falling out and we haven't spoken since and it would be nice to talk to her because I genuinely loved her and like our falling out was so stupid it was based on absolutely nothing I can't even remember what it was but like yeah. You know, she was the girl I replaced. And then, you know, Marlon, like, you know, he was having his whole journey with, you know, things that are going on in his, with him personally. I think that there's some apologies that need to be made between a lot of people in the house, myself included. Yeah. Um, some explaining. And I think that it would just be like the timing is perfect, you know? I, I agree. It would be perfect. Yeah. I, I think it, it it's one of my favorite seasons. My thing oh, yeah. with real world is it's about every three to four seasons you get a gem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Portland was that gem, just kind of like how the original Vegas was that gem. And, oh, you, yeah. Know, yeah. you know, so you get those every once in a while. And your guys' was one of those seasons where it was like, holy shit. I would love to see it go, uh, see it happen. Um, I would love, yeah, I would love a reunion yeah. or a homecoming. And, and, uh, if you ever, yes. I don't know if you're, if you listen to the podcast that you do, if you ever listen to this, you'll hear in our intro that we were kind of joking because we've, you are now our third person that we've interviewed from Portland and we're really trying to get the whole cast trying going. to rack up all yeah, of Portland. And yeah. I made it like a joke is like the infinity gauntlet, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but we yeah. talked to yourself. You know what else I want to see? I want to see a battle of the seasons again on the challenge. Yes. yes. Yo, we're going, if they pull us in there. Like, and pull Portland in. What yes i'm look so we've talked to you uh jordan like a couple of weeks ago we talked to jordan um and then we've talked to marlon like 1700 times yeah we've we talked to marlon a bunch he's like the be- he's the best he's so cool but um you know i i it's one of those that like i would love to see a battle of the seasons honestly you guys have like one of the most underrated casts in the challenge because really if you guys look at your your you know competitions like you and eliminations what um 
as of now, including All Stars, I think you've been to Four five nine. and you've only lost one. So that's like a and you lost a Cara. Like I know. I mean, but here's the thing: I, I don't even. I don't even like saying lost, even though it is like an L is an L. But like that was one where it was like if I had not been injured, like yeah, either I win or me and her would have been there till this day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. I, I was. It's just unfortunate that like I. I mean, I had to throw in the towel on that. Like, I mean, I had temporary paralysis for two weeks after that. Where wow. I could not lift my arm. Wow. I had so much nerve damage. Like, but thankfully it wasn't permanent. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, she's still fierce. She's still worn. She still was, you know, going through the same shit I was going through, but she was able to, you know, not um, right. get hurt. So I, I will always give her that, that win. And she, I mean, she's just a badass. So, yeah. And that's the thing is it's like, you know, like if, if you're going to lose to somebody, at least right. you lost to somebody who's like consistently put on the Mount Rushmore is like consistently named as one of the best females to ever compete on the show. Like that's the one person you ever lost. And to. I held her for like an hour and a half. Forever. So was, yeah. Yeah. That was, like, that was a badass. Wild <laughs> but now that like you say it, like now that I'm thinking of like the battle of the seasons and like if they took four. So obviously you, Jordan. Marlin. Marlin and then maybe Avery. Avery. Yeah. Avery. You guys that would, would be a stack team. Ooh. But me, Avery, Marlin, and Johnny. Oh, wait, me, Avery, Marlin, Johnny, and Jordan. Yeah. Any of those. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Any combination. Any of combination yeah. of those five would be amazing. Even Joy. I mean, I don't know where she's at, but like I know she would do it. I'm sure Anna may not may not be interested, but um just it wouldn't even matter who you who you bring. We would like definitely give them help. Yes. Yeah, it, Anastasia unfortunately kind of got the short end on the challenge on rivals too. Yeah, yeah on the did. challenge stick. Um, yeah, you know. yeah. But, uh, that was a. Uh, and I, I've heard her interview about it, and I, I feel really bad for her that yeah. it, it got played the yeah. way it did. It, yeah, it, they made her look like a. Yeah, fool. she was going through a lot too. Um, it was, it's a shame, and that's what that's what I mean. Like they can make you look any way they want. It's so crazy. I'm like, oh yeah, my gosh. you do. I mean, you have to be careful of what like you want to go into it being yourself. Like I can never. I'm not an actress, so right. I can't be anything other than Naya, or it's gonna be obvious, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still have to be mindful of. The fact that, like you said, you don't know what they're going to do with what you say and what you do right. and how it's going to be interpreted. Yeah. Um, so you just have to be kind of mindful of that. But at the same time, you say that and you think that you're going to do that. But when you get in that house, you forget the cameras are there. Yep. You're, it's almost like you're there on vacation to compete for money. Like you start drinking, you let your hair down and like you're you're going to say and do things that you might like months later say, oh, I didn't have to do that. You know, you're under a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Yep. Um, you know, no phones, no TV, no music, no books. That's what would get me. Like Mm -hmm. nothing. It's like a really nice, a really nice jail that you get paid to be in. And then (laughs) most seasons you gotta deal with Johnny Bananas the whole damn time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know I heard I heard that um he's left some unsavory taste in people's mouths recently. But you know, my experience with him is was nothing but lovely. Like I thought the dude was so funny, but I didn't like have the same experience that other people had. So, I mean, I yeah, get it. Right. I get where, you know. He was a, he was a little uh, calm, more calm on like free agents. I mean, Battle of the Exes too. You guys beat him and sent him out. So that That's was awesome. <laughs> one of the most wild eliminations <laughs> that, I've ever seen. That elimination oh, was, know, that was crazy. Oh. That strung out one. And like Leroy killed that. Like, did you, so do you watch the challenge, like the normal show when, even though you're not on it, do you watch it? 
Okay, because he he did that elimination again in what it was two in thirty six, right? In double agents, yeah, double agents. He did that elimination again against somebody that he probably should have lost to, and I was like, no way he could do this faster than he did in Battle of the X's two. He smoked it. He smoked his time from Battle of the X's two, like absolutely murdered this kid on that little hanging hog tie oh thing. My like, God, I believe it. I believe he is it. so good at that one. It's crazy because he shouldn't be that good at that one, but he is. It's I- crazy. It's it's I feel like with Leroy, it's like everybody has that one elimination that they are specifically like built for. And that's his elimination. Like yeah. nobody's ever yeah. beating him at that. <laughs> I know and that was like I, I get goosebumps every time I see a clip of that. Oh, yeah. I oh, love that one. It's nuts. And, it was so good. And that's like something else I was kind of thinking about, like with the real world Portland cast. Like, you know, all of you guys that have came on the show have made it like really far outside of mm-hmm. Anastasia with the issue that she had. Right. But she wasn't, mm-hmm. like you said, in the right place probably to do the show at that time. But yeah. you guys have all been like above average competitors. I mean, like mm-hmm. Jordan, obvious, right? Like we, we know Jordan's He's story. Goat, pretty much. You know, and then yeah. same with Marlon. He does one season with Jordan. They make the finals. If they don't Final, flip the yeah. if they don't flip the kayak there and do the puzzle, there's a they real shot of them winning that on their rookie season. Yeah. We're gonna release Jordan and then we're gonna do yours right after oh, Jordan. Yeah. He literally said the nicest freaking things about you. It was so cool to meet him and talk to him. He's such a sweetheart. Oh my gosh. Oh, I know. That's my baby. Like I just I can I can talk about him twenty four seven. I know most people like Wes is like, all right, Nike, I need you to get off Jordan's dick at some point. Like <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, that's my man. I'm gonna stick beside him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh God, I love it. So um so first off in All Stars love yours and jordan's opening scene and the oh dual confessional because we only get dual confessionals like once in a blue moon really? and it's usually people who don't like each other well no that's not yeah. true because we got Corey nelson and then we got bananas west when they were working together we did but, yeah but yeah. this season the only other one we got was beth and veronica which was that just was awkward terrible. as hell but so oh my god wasn't it it was so bad and so um but yours and jordan's Dual interview was just, I loved it so much. (laughs) And then, like, the end where you, like, kind of laid your head on his shoulder, I was like, these two, these two. Oh my God. You know what's funny about that? Like, so they pulled us in for that interview, and I was like, why are there two chairs in here? And then Jordan walks in, and I swear, like, my heart just, like, I mean, first of all, he is so hot to me. Like, I feel like every time I see him, he gets more attractive. He walks in the room, and I'm like, wait a minute, what are we doing? They're like, oh, you guys are about to interview together. That whole scene that you see, I was, my heart was beating out of my chest. I was so awkward. I was so awkward next to my friend. I don't know why I am that way with him. It's so like ridiculous at this point, but like, I couldn't even like speak. So they're like, tell us about your little, you know, y'all's little thing. And I was like, Oh, I was like, you can talk. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell him. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to just say this. And I know you guys had a really tough time when you guys first met, but there were signs. There were always signs. Always signs. I was going to say, like, Like, I always thought that. But then, like, hearing you come back on All Stars 3 and you're like, this is a long time coming. Like, and I'm like, I didn't know. Like, I've watched that scene on The Real World Portland where basically it's like the scene where me and I had the lamp, right? And the Mm -hmm. build up. Like, I got to the house. He was minding his own business. And I just go up to him and start fucking with him. 
And like that whole exchange that we had where by the computer and then in his bedroom and in my bedroom, it was so much underlying sexual tension that I was not even aware of. Yep. Like to me, he was gross. I couldn't stand him. He picked on the girls. I was like, I make his life hell for it. And then when I go back and watch it, I'm like, oh, I know that version of Naya. That's like horny, but not getting her waivers. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's- <laughs> oh, that's what this is. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. That's what I'm saying is like, by the time you're 32, you know who you are, right? Yep. You yeah. know what you yeah. are. figuring what- that out. <laughs> but like, I forget, I forget which season it is, but it's the one where Jordan is in the, Olymp- oh, it's, I think it's free agents where he's going against Zach with the hammer. Uh-huh. The- and- no, that's, uh, it's, it's Battle of the X. Is that Battle of the X? With- yeah, that's Battle okay. there with Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you're watching, uh, Jordan and you, <laughs> You, you cut in a confessional and you're like he looks really good swinging that hammer yeah. I was like it's been oh, yeah. there it's been there you know what I mean yeah no that's funny that was definitely at a time where like I didn't I still was unclear of like what this feeling was like you know I didn't even like him on that show but right. I was getting to we were, me and him were developing a friendship but it was at the very beginning stages obviously because as soon as I didn't get my way look how I did I started cutting him down and being a, a cunt again right yeah it happens it's all right. Karina, yeah. when we first met, made fun of me a lot too. So that's all right. I still make fun of you. That's how we express <laughs> our love. That's my love language. Yeah, our love language is being a smart ass to each other. Talk shit. That yeah, that's my love language. Feed me and talk shit with me and we'll be fine. <laughs> I love it. That's that's so me. Like, oh my gosh. Well, it's so funny. Like I tell Rick all the time, because like I'll go through your page uh-huh. and I'll see like, you know, your uh your pictures or your videos of like you out eating or whatever. And you've got yeah. like six huge, massive plates. And then the next slide, oh, like know. all of them are empty. And I'm like, where the hell does she put this? Like, where does she put all this food? I want to be able to eat like this. I really do. But I start to hurt <laughs> after a while. <laughs> I know. But no, I've had to like really reel it in on the eating because I put on, since we left All Stars 4, mm-hmm. I put on 25 pounds. And that's like, come on. Like I got to, at some point you got to work out and like, do things that counteract like all the eating and stuff. And so I'm on like a pretty decent diet right now, eating from home a lot. I'm taking a break on like the foodie eating out all the time. Yeah. Um, But just also, I just started Pilates and yoga. So I'm like, if I'm going to eat like a king, I got to like work out like one too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's what it boils down to. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's why I've got all this right here is because I've still kept eating like a king, but not working out (laughs) like one. And I'm just going to say like, Okay, it's it's not gourmet food by any chance, but if you are ever in the northern Nevada area, like Lake Tahoe, Reno, and you fly in, there is a uh-huh. Mexican place right by the airport oh, called Albita's. God. They do grilled tacos. You gotta ta- text you the name of it. I they will do, text you. Yeah, yeah, we'll text you. They do, where it is. They yes. do these griddled tacos that are just, oh my God. And you gotta oh, get it with stop. Al Pastor. Stop. Oh my God. I am a slave to Mexican food, specifically yeah. tacos. Yeah. I mean, I like it all. So like, the, the fancy snancy stuff is great, but like I really am just like a hole in the wall, eat on the side, eat in my car type of girl. Like I just love. I mean, I, I'm really into like tacos number one, but also I love those smash burgers. You know, like oh, those, yeah. the, like caramelized. Like oh my god, dude! You oh. know what I haven't been able to stop thinking about since I saw it on your page. And what? is that damn lobster roll? That damn lobster roll. I have no idea where you got oh, it. Oh, at the at the place. I don't know, but it was massive and it was just stuffed with lobster. Oh my god! I was like, dude, I want to go. Um, it was at this place called uh, Rapid Rapinot or something. It's in downtown LA, mm. and it was like moderately priced. I mean, for the size of it, I was like, oh, this would be like thirty five dollars. I was like, no, it was only like 
maybe 20, 22. Wow. Wow. wow that's, that's not really bad. Um, and it was huge. And yeah. it was delicious. And I, I wish you hadn't brought that up because now I want to go get it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, and, and I'm we'll get off the food talk. <laughs> real quick. I, I got to say one more thing just yeah. to kind of speak on what Naya was saying, though, because that's the real trick to L.A., it's like, don't get me wrong, there are great five-star restaurants, but really it's about finding that place that's open at 1 a.m. that looks like nobody should be there, and you go in there and you yes. get, like, some carne asada fries, and it's the best oh, fucking thing you've ever wow. had. Mm. That is L.A. Um, oh, I want to go. And they're everywhere. Like, I mean, you, there's so yeah. many amazing, like, tacos and, like, Mexican food is, like, religion here. So, like, I mean, I have my favorites, but the ones I'm loyal to, like, I can get a tattoo of El Russo on my chest. Like, that's oh, yeah. I love them. But there's also like so many others, man. It's like there's different types of tacos and like, okay, yeah. we gotta stop this because I'm on right. like day uh, five of this new fucking diet. And, We're gonna uh, ruin her diet. Okay, we'll get off the food topic. I'll tell you about my favorite hamburger place in LA once we get done talking to. You can tell Naya. you can tell me, and then yeah. you can take me there too. <laughs> well, actually, I saw someone post about it. And they yes. thought it was disgusting, but different strokes for different folks well, on yeah. that. You know what are what you I gonna mean? do? Um, <laughs> So, um, after, you know, the real world, um, did you get approached right away to do the challenge or did they wait a year or two and then reach out to you about free agents? I want to say, I think they waited. I don't think I was called for rivals. It may be I was called, but they didn't choose me mm-hmm. or maybe they wanted, they wanted, they probably wanted me and Avery, but that shit was too fresh. And they knew we really hadn't done the work to like, to actually to work like, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you they would have had me and her and maybe they asked her and she said no. Yeah. Or they just were like, because I mean, at that point, me and her, I was still bullying them on social media. Yeah. Right. So like, I don't think anybody wanted to be around me. Well, and, and that actually makes sense because it, as much as Jessica and Anastasia were rivals, they weren't necessarily rivals. You know what I mean? On that level. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Not, not the so way they not, were. Yeah. Yeah, not the way you and Avery were, and not the way Marlon and Jordan were. At that yeah, time. yeah, and Marlon and Jordan. The other thing was they weren't really rivals either. Like they were cool. I mean, they did a lot. They hung out together most of the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, and in the beginning of the season, they were super together all the time. In the beginning of Real World, mm-hmm. like they were attached at the hip most of the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the only time they had an argument was really was centered around the issue, the stuff that was going on with me. And I think they may have had like a couple of disagreements, but like Jordan was just an asshole back then. Everybody was always like reminding him of that. Right. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, him, and, him and Marlon had like, they had always been like pretty cordial, you know, yeah. you know, how guys are guys get over yeah. shit pretty quickly. They do. Yeah. No, they do. It's true. Yeah. So, That's yeah. definitely something they have on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's the oh realization that it's all small at the end of the day. Um, yeah. So um, there are like a few questions I do have to ask um, yeah, um, that I ask every single person. First one is, say you're getting ready to go into like a hall brawl or a pole wrestle. And you want to get so hyped up that you're going to tear this bitch's arms off. What song are you listening to to get you hyped up? Ooh. Um, like right now or like yeah. in that moment? Right now, if you had um, to... right now, I would say Edgewood by Trouble. He was a friend of mine, and he just was killed recently. I saw oh, that yeah. post. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, out in Atlanta. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Edgewood, and you said it was Trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the reason I ask is we will use part of that song in our promotion of you when when it comes out as well. Yeah. 
And we'll tag okay. it all and all that. Too. Yeah, we'll tag it all in there too. So Link that way, it and all that fun. Or stuff. let me let me think on let me think on the song. It's probably going to be one of his. I know you said you're already using Pusha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna. There's. Let me find my like favorite trouble song that like really just you know gets me in the zone like that. Yeah, I run to, like that whole Edgewood album is a body of work. It's him. It's a collab between him and Michael made it. Oh, and wow. I'm very picky with my rap albums, like what I give a nod to and put in like my top 10. And that album is in my top five. Nice. Oh, okay. I have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanna so, you got to watch a little mini movie he did for that, that album too. It just, you really get an understanding of like who he was, where he came from, who he was trying to become, how good of a person he was, how God fearing he was. He was just at the height of his existence when this happened. It was just so senseless. Okay, I'm gonna give you a recommendation on a, on an artist that mm-hmm. I just found that I think you might like. She's sick of it because I I've been talking about Every this guy person. nonstop. His name's La Russell. He's from Vallejo. Um, if you go uh-huh. on Instagram, he does. Um, it's his own label. He throws like concerts in his backyard and in his garage. Everything's on IG Live. Mm-hmm. You can actually like sign up to be like like it, he does like crowdsource funding to do his albums. It's all like. It's super really? independent. Love Russell. Love Russell. Yeah, I'll yeah. send you the. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll check him out. I'll listen to him in the car. Yeah, I'll I'll send you over. Uh, I'll I'll text you over his link uh, when we're done here. It he's got really really good music. We actually just turned Cyrus on to him. But he's yeah, really no. cool. I like him a lot. It, to me, it's I I. I I'm giving a guy a lot of hype, but like, I'm very selective. Like the last really great album I listened to was a Kendrick album, not even his most recent one, but to pimp a butterfly. Was yeah. like the last one that I was yeah. like, Holy shit, this oh, is different. Album. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Such um, a good album. So like, it takes a lot for me, especially now that I'm like past 35 to like new music. It's tough, right? Yeah. Cause you get stuck yeah. in that groove. Like, all right, no, I'm just going to listen from the early two thousands again. It's yeah. good. But uh, I would definitely recommend that. It's a, a really good listen. Um, for sure. And then, okay, so the other question I have is more challenge-related is, mm-hmm. if you were going to name your Mount Rushmore, like, top four women, top four men, what would it be? Ooh. And it doesn't have to be, like, the biggest winner. It's just your Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these are, this is from, I didn't really watch the show, but this is from things that I've heard about these people, the clips that I've seen, what I have watched of the show, um, the people that I've gotten to know. So I would say my... Top four guys, no Jordan's in that thing. Oh, for right. sure. Has to be. Jordan, I'm going to say Weston Charles. That's my guy. Love um, Love I'm going to say Leroy Nehemiah. Ooh. And I'm going to go with CT. I love it. You just made Karina's day. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, so those are my those are my five. I don't know how many heads are on Mount Rushmore. Is it five or six? I, I think it's four, but we'll take five. Okay, we're going to five. I need, I need five. I need five. Yeah, we'll you, top okay. five. you always need an alternate. Even the challenge does that. Exactly. Yeah. And then for my girls, I'm yeah. going to go with Tina. Ooh. Ooh I like that. I'm going to go with DM. I was hoping you'd put her on there. Of course. I was going to name her last, but I wanted to just name her right now. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with. I don't know much about her, but I heard this bitch is fucking like. Anytime she shows up, everybody knows they're not winning. Emily Strong. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna send you a clip on that one too. Oh my gosh, she's crazy. And my fourth, I'm gonna go with John A. But also know that I'm me. John A. has told me that she's passed the crown to me, so I'm, my head's gonna be up there next once I oh. actually. 100. 
100. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest, Naya. Like, just looking at your elimination record and how you play the game socially, even yeah. this year, like, it's it's super low-key most of the time, but mm. you make good alliances, and but you're not afraid to speak out. Like, honestly, my favorite episode so far, favorite part of this whole season is where you're like, fuck the treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It got line of the night on our recap the other uh it was just this last episode. Yeah, wasn't just it? Yeah. this last episode. But I couldn't remember if it was five or six. But. I'll have Karina because I know you and Karina are kind of going back and forth. I'll have her send you that video of Emily Schramm. She goes into a, a pole wrestle against Cara Maria. It's it's bad. Like I mean, it, she messes her up. Like I thought she broke Cara's <laughs> neck. No yeah. lie. Yeah, yeah. I mean that she's like she's like on a like they call her Schramm. I'm like. Okay, that gives me goosebumps. Like, I don't ever want to see this bitch ever. Like, what do you mean? Why are you calling her Schramm like that? Like, oh my God. Like, that's her last name. I'm like, okay. But it doesn't make you feel any better. It's like, right? This girl is like, man. I still feel this way. Yeah. Sh- like, I feel like there's certain women that they bring along uh, every now and then. Like, Emily being one of those, the most recent would probably be Jenny West. Jenny I don't West, know if you yeah. ever saw her. But she is She's ridiculous. Oh my god, she is nuts. Like she did a final, she beat Johnny Bananas by like fifteen minutes. Yeah. By herself. In a final, by That's herself, insane. climbing a mountain in like thigh yeah. deep snow. Like it was crazy. <laughs> and she whooped his ass. And it was she got to the top and TJ was like you want you know she's all that's it and he was like yeah and she was like are you fucking kidding me and then she like started celebrating and stuff like she didn't even expect that to be the end of it it was wild yeah but (laughs) um, i'm i am super excited and i hope that and and i know i'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit but i hope all stars three is not going to be the last time we see naya on our television i hope not i i don't think so but i will say this when i come back you're going to, like, the version of Naya that you guys saw here, like, yeah, I'm in a great place, and I'm having fun with it, and I'm a joy to watch, I guess. But if I, if and when I come back, you're going to physically see when I walk through the door that I am not fucking around, and I, I am there to win, and I don't care, like, how I get there, I'm going to win. So I'm doing the work now. Like, I've already decided that's it. what I want. I need to have one of those trophies. It looks really nice. Right. <laughs> and yeah, I'm for sure coming back. And I literally like I'm I don't care. I'm going to win. I love that. I, I, I want to see it happen because, look, in, in my opinion, there are certain people like you can look at and that are like kind of made for these kind of shows. And I think mm-hmm. your elimination record speaks to that. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, and it seems like no matter what kind of elimination they throw at you, you do really well at it, whether it's trying to pull a star stick out of a maze or yeah. oh you God. know doing a physical elimination against Kara. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you do well. I mean, the fact that you were in there with an hour and a half and that wasn't old Kara Maria where she was getting bullied. That was Kara Maria where she was already doing CrossFit and all that shit. Yeah. You and know I what I mean? That, that fucking hall brawl with Teresa, and, you know, she's like mm-hmm. a strong girl. Oh, she's yeah. She's a big girl, well, yeah. She, she was like a collegiate uh, basketball player, wasn't mm-hmm. she? Or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and that's like, that's my favorite part about like us like kind of moderating these groups is you get these people that are like oh i could do that it's like you do realize like a lot of these people were either like division one or division two athletes or just straight athletic people like i know ct Mm -hmm. doesn't look big but dude's probably about six two six three yeah he's a he's a tank whether he's out of shape or he's in shape what he's what we know he's gonna do is smoke a fuck ton of cigarettes and outrun everybody like i don't get jordan He will get on the treadmill and run like 15 miles without stopping. And I'm like, wait a minute, you were just drunk and smoking all last night. And he'll get up at seven in the morning to do this. I'm like, 
I'm like, I don't try and be what he is, but like that guy is not human, like at all. No, no. he's not. <laughs> he's really not well, human. And that's the thing is like we always have that debate. Like I know everybody says Johnny's the goat, but at the end of the day, like if Jordan did as many challenges as Johnny has done or as CT has done, he'd, he'd probably have, like, have eight, twelve freaking eight wins. To twelve wins. You Period. Know? And he's yeah. the mm-hmm. only person I've seen that straight out beat CT in a challenge and with no problems yeah i mean mm-hmm. and that's why i i personally with think- a broken leg well okay not broken leg. i know but- that was insane like when i saw i didn't know about that until like a yeah. couple of months ago Ugh. and i texted and i just said really bro like, of really? course <laughs> like if anybody could do that would even attempt to do it right it would yeah. be you like he like his mental fortitude like forget his his ability to transcend physically and like the fact that his disfigurement is just such a non-factor in terms of his capabilities, but like his mental fortitude is, I'm telling you like that dude, I've never seen someone so disciplined and like, he's a silent person and he's not boastful in the way he lives his life and the way he trains. Like he goes and does his thing. He doesn't drink much. He stays out the way. He's not always in the, he's not partying. He's like on weekends, he runs triathlon. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like he was, supposed to be in the olympics but they fucked him over with the whole saying he's technically not dis- disabled and it's like he was supposed to do the special olympics yeah well but i'm like fuck it then jordan do the regular olympics yeah, exactly he could he do could. it he fuck, absolutely he, could yeah well i didn't know he he was telling us that he like he's lettered or like he was a star athlete in almost every different type of physical sport he did like he's yep. just one yep. of those guys that's good just at everything naturally gifted and works yeah. for it i almost feel like you know i hate to call it a disability because it's not i almost feel like it gives him advantage it's like a people, plus for him because people almost. walk in already assuming oh like because of this i'm gonna beat him he and, can't and it's he like, can't play tug of war he only has one hand and it's oh, like that no was insane. he beat oh one of the God. it's my favorite elimination of any elimination in challenge history it is my favorite elimination it is the most impressive thing I have ever seen. Swing a hammer, yes, that was amazing. The sledgehammer, the but winning at tug of war with one fucking hand one was hand. like I just and oh not against my. a small person like Josh isn't no. a small boy. He's a strong boy. Whether people want to you know like him or not like him or make fun of him for supposed crying to, or whatever they he's do, not supposed to lose to Jordan. Period. Like yeah. and that and that thing. Like if you put money on it, we all bet. Like there's no way Jordan is is capable of winning something no, like that. No, no, well, no. And, and he, he did. He smoked him in every round. Oh, you know which one's more? I was impressive? so turned on watching that. Oh my god, girl, look, same. I, <laughs> look, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story and it's gonna be the same. All right, but no. Um, even though he didn't win it, the one that impressed me even more is when he went against Fessy in that pole, pole wrestle. wrestle, and he like Fessy slammed him, blew his shoulder out, and mm-hmm. Jordan kept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that too. And then, and then I stood there and and waited. He didn't even go to medical. He stood there and waited and watched the other elimination, the the females. Yeah. And then stood there for the goodbye to TJ before he went to medical with his fucking shoulder just hanging off like this and shit. I I was like, I I heard he he apologized to production too after. Yeah. Like he apologized like for not being able to do better. And it's like, are you fucking like (laughs) it's crazy? Like that turned me on. Oh, you know what I'm I mean? Like, you. Wait, even the one. Okay, so the one with uh, let's talk about this. So the one that he just beat Darrell in. Yeah. So here's the thing. The so that was like it felt like 45 minutes to an hour, right? And the entire time I'm screaming, "Finish him, Jordan! Finish him!" Yeah. And so close. You're so close. And so a couple people look at me and they go, "What are you talking about? He's so close." I said, "He's 
just he only has a few more inches to go. They're like, Jordan's supposed to be going in the other direction, bro. They're like, Darrell's winning. I'm like, no! Nah! Like, at that point, I'm like freaking out. I'm the, the whole time, y'all, I thought uh, Jordan plank. He was going to plank for an hour. I yeah. can't plank for three minutes. He was going to plank for a full hour. I thought he was winning this. But the <laughs> fact that he was able to hold Darrell off until Darrell's body failed him. I mean, unfortunately, we hated that happen. Yeah. But yeah. to able to hold a plank for an hour, who does that? Who do, was, I, I don't know. He's bionic, man. He's not a, he, it's like CT. He's not a human being. I don't know what he is or where he came from, but Jordan and CT make me believe in alien life. That's, that's it. That's all. Period. He's from somewhere oh else. My God. <laughs> well, and I think, I think the really amazing thing about that elimination too, let alone the fact that it's against Darrell, who's on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore as being a goat, right? Yeah. Because of the winning four straight, which nobody else has done. Well, yeah, I heard that. That's insane. And he's no slouch. Like he's yeah. he's a big boy. But was yeah. the fact that Jordan got done, won that, and he went to pop up to celebrate, and then saw Darrell laying down and and stopped that right was there. End of celebration. Yeah. You know, it, it's having the the resolve to realize that the other competitor was there and. I think it it speaks volumes on, like you said, the person he is and the person he's become, and it, it was it was yeah. impressive to watch. It's he's he's my new Leo, uh, Leo. You know what I mean? <laughs> he is like he really he has this like especially because I get to see him outside of the camera. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he is just a person. Like what he's done in the Ukraine. Like he didn't do that for clout. He didn't even tell nobody. He didn't no. tell he just, anybody. Like, of course, they found out who he was and they started you know showcasing that. But like he was doing that because. He's like, I have the capability and the resources and things I can do. I can drive. I can yeah. help. I can carry shit. I can just be out there. I have the time. I want to help. And like, that's him. Like, that's Jordan. Like, he has been a silent donator to my community, to many other communities. Like, nobody knows all the all the places he spread his money and spread his love and his time and the energy. And it's like, I just, I know, you know, we've, we've made mistakes, but it's like, if you're going to condemn that guy, it's like, I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. It, yeah, we we saw the we saw the Ukraine thing once he started releasing all the information about where he was and what he was doing. And he was like asking people for like, you know, help or like advice or whatever on how to get certain things. And like we had reached out to him and I was like, use the resources at your disposal, Jordan. You have hundreds of thousands of people. I know you don't want to come off like braggadocious about what you're doing, but use your social media. People will donate people will help you yeah that was his thing yeah he he really felt weird about that but i told him the same thing i'm like you've got to like you got to just do it you know yeah Yeah. and 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 i was like and it's everybody already knows now so you know what i mean and they know from like tmz and shit it wasn't like you came out like johnny bananas did and like look at me i'm going to ukraine you know it was (laughs) no (laughs) no shade to johnny bananas i love him but there was a difference between how Jordan did it and how Johnny Bananas did it. And there was a big difference. I respect I respect that Johnny Bananas still did it because, like, I don't care what yeah. your reasoning is to go help people. But there was a difference. Let's just be real. You know, but I had I had said that to him and he was like him hawing around. He was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll put it on Twitter. I don't know. I'm like, no, put it on Twitter. Put it on Twitter yeah. and have everybody yeah. reshare it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just such a good guy. I think it, it well, it speaks volumes and it's a cliche thing, you know, on how genuine someone is. It's yeah, it's, you know, how much do you do for other people that can do nothing for you? Right. right? And mm-hmm. that speaks of integrity mm-hmm. and character. And Jordan's got that for days. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he's very much like you. Um, now, I know there's been a lot of growth, but you two very much are completely different than what I would have thought 
speaking with you guys. Oh, yeah. From what I've yeah. seen on TV, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, like, I never expected Jordan to be, like, a really chill, calm, relaxed He guy. was shy. Let's be honest. Like, we got on, and he was, like, he was, like, shy. And, like, it took him a minute. I was, like, this was not what I expected Jordan to to be like in person. But he was just yeah. calm and shy. When he's on the and- show, he's, the lights are on, and he's there to get a bag. And he's there right. to crush the competition. So, like, he's he's in his killer instinct like tunnel vision, laser focused Jordan competitor, like that's who he is in the challenge. But outside the challenge, he is sweet and he's sensitive and he's vulnerable and he's thoughtful and he's loving and kind and, and he's not loud and in your face and, and intense. He's yeah. just very, very, very chill. And so I think that like, I, I want people to see more of that. Like, I think that's why we also need a real world homecoming so that you can see the other side of these people's personalities outside of the competitive yeah. environment. Yeah. Um, because he's so beautiful. Yeah, I do. I, agree. I do like the fact that you guys did all stars. Um, now I know there's reasons why he, why why he's not doing the flagship, and you know I don't know if you've got calls, and that's regardless. But I'm glad you guys did all stars because it is less. It's still very competitive, but it seems very much less competitive than the flagship. It seems a little bit more relaxed and that you can be more of the like, person cu- I you think are. This is not is as better, toxic, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, not yeah. As, it's not as cutthroat and toxic. It's like these people, everybody on this show, on All Stars, you would hope because of our ages, like everybody has shit to lose. Yep. Everybody has a family or a career that they love or something that they love where it's like life is good outside of this. You know right. what I mean? Or we mm-hmm. have the exactly. capacity to make life better outside of this um so we're not as in a desperate like like when i was doing the challenges back then it was like i didn't have a job i didn't have a career i didn't want to do anything i didn't have like what i have now and i was desperate so that's why i was playing that game so emotionally right yeah and you know what i mean no that makes absolutely absolute sense no it makes sense but in the fact that i think tech said it best you know everybody Mm -hmm. on the main show has is something to prove where everybody on the flat on the all-stars has something to lose right yeah but mm-hmm. we get to see, I feel like we get to see a more genuine personality, right? Like, because I saw a portion of Jordan that you don't see on any other version of the show because it's not mm-hmm. as toxic and cutthroat. Well, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's, no, go ahead. But I, I think it helps amplify your personality and who you guys act, not necessarily actually are because it is who you are, but what we see of you guys. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I think the perfect example, at least for me, is Tina. Like, I'll be 100% honest, in the old, old challenge days, I was not a fan of Tina. I couldn't stand her. I didn't like her. I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't. And then now, like, seeing her on All-Star, I literally fell in love with her on All-Stars 3. Like, she is so much, she seems like so much fun, and she's just so silly. She She doesn't, she's not taking it too serious. And, like, I loved seeing that side of her because we've never seen anything like that from her, you know? And so it's. Again, it's that it's that growth and seeing that different oh side God, of, yeah. you know, of people. And, and I think that that's really freaking special. And then, you know, of course, we we have certain people who, you know, haven't changed at all. Um, <laughs> and that just happens. Look, yeah, I don't want to say anything and, and disparage anyone. But, yes, there are certain people that have not changed and seem. Yeah. Like they still do the same thing that they did on the show twenty years ago. I do. Um, I do have a question though, and it, yeah. I, I am so curious about your job. I yeah. wanted. 
I want to know everything about your job. I'm like, how does she get a job like that? What does it do? How does it work? Like, I want to just fly around the world and eat food oh, and shit. Right. Like, how did she, this is, I know you said earlier, you're like, oh, you know, I didn't end up using any scholastics for my job. I'm like, yeah, but you have the coolest job ever. Like possibly. It is the coolest <laughs> job. I mean, here's what I did use. So in my twenties, I did a bunch of service industry jobs. So I was a waitress, a bartender, a nanny, a cook, a housekeeper, a personal assistant, a concierge, all of these things. And then I started falling in love with like the culinary stuff and whatnot. But I didn't, I had hit a plateau and I was like, well, shit, how can I like have a career doing something where I'm serving others? Like I just knew I love people and taking care of people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I went on a date, like a tender date with like a corporate pilot. Mm-hmm. and he was telling me about his job and I thought well I have to probably be a commercial flight attendant in order to do this and he's like no you go to corporate flight attendant training and then you start applying and two weeks later I was in training Oh wow! and um, I, I was like oh my god this is what I want to do especially now that I had like found a knack for cooking and whatnot and yeah. so um, I, I do the training almost immediately I get certified I start applying and nobody would hire me for a year and a half oh. So. I was getting interviews, like companies were flying me out to meet them because my resume and my my hospitality and service background was so strong that they're like, hmm, this girl seems like a wonderful candidate and she's got the look. But out of the, what, 50 companies that I applied to, seven of them interviewed me, all of them said no. And it was because of when they Googled me, they saw all that shit from the real world and the challenge, Uh. me fighting, me looking like an angry black girl. I look like a risk to hire. And nobody would take a chance. And they told me, like, one of the companies told me to go, I don't know what this show was and, like, what you did in your past, but, like, you need to get out in front of it. Yeah. You need to start telling people, like, don't wait for them to question you about it because nobody would question you. They wouldn't ask me questions. They just wouldn't hire me. Yeah. After they had already wasted their own money to to meet me, they still wouldn't hire me. So I'm like, well, shit, what is going on? And so finally, you know, someone told me, they're like, yeah, you need to get out in front of it. So I just started getting out in front of it. And like when people would interview me, I would bring it up. Now it's already on the table. It's not in the closet anymore. Like here it is. This is what I did. This is when I was 20 something. It's not a reflection of who I am. Like, can you give me a chance and judge me based on how you meet me today? And finally one company was willing to do that. And from there I bust my ass. I was underpaid for two years and I just stayed there humbly and I beat on my craft and I made my relationships and I built up a reputation to where once I, you know, got to LA or even in Atlanta, doors just started opening for me and people were hiring me and interviewing me and not asking me anything about that stuff. So now I've gotten to a point where it's like, it's buried beneath the the amazing reputation that I've built for myself in the last six years. But let that be a lesson to everybody. Like the things you say and do, it may not be on TV. It could be people can pull receipts from text messages, from Twitter, from Facebook, from Instagram, from just a conversation you had at a bar where you said something that offended the wrong person and yeah. that person knows somebody who could potentially change your life or give you an opportunity. And now they don't want to give it to you. Yep. Like, please learn from my experience. You know, like, I mean, I had to delete when I went for all stars three, thankfully the producers came to me and said, yeah, we need to talk about your Twitter because they were pulling up tweets. They've had 50 pages of the shit I used to say in 2012, 2015. It was so disgusting, babe. I told them to delete the entire Twitter. I didn't even want to read the stuff I was saying because I'm like, there's no way I was saying this stuff. Right. Yeah. There's no way I was using this. I mean, I have never, one thing I you will, I will never 
entertain or even uh, take into consideration is someone believing that I am homophobic, believing that I am racist, believing that I'm an ableist, that I'm a, that I, um, um, I don't know if ableist pertains to also like body shaming and stuff like that. I was saying and doing things that were a reflection of those things back then. And a lot of it was rooted in ignorance, thinking that words don't really matter. Right. And it's just like, I'll be damned if anybody would think that that's who I am today. And like, yes, I made mistakes and I said and do things, you know, whatever. I was like, but a lot of that stuff when I was reading, I'm like, I didn't even realize, like, you know, like even with, 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 you know, one of the things that I did on, um, on, I think it was at Battle of the Exes using the F word. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling the, the producers, I said, I'm not, he's not gay and I'm not calling him that because I think, you know, in a, in a homophobic way, I'm like, mm-hmm. to me, I'm using the F word as the same way I would say bitch ass N word. Right. And he's like, and they're like, that's not how this works. Like you don't get to determine the definition and why you're using it. But I was so ignorant because my, all of my gay friends and my, in my circles in Atlanta, they were using it all the time and not in as weapons, but like the same way we use the N word as a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. Right. So I didn't understand when I had been given permission by the community and and I I would never I had never even been in a position where I had ever said it. But the once and I never I've never said it amongst them, but I heard them saying it. So I thought I had authority to do it as well. Right. So when I when my back was against the wall and when when bitch ass inward didn't really uh resonate the way I wanted to, I used the F word and didn't even realize who I was offending. I mean, yeah, maybe my my gay friends didn't take offense to it. But I was offending an entire world of other people who are not my friend and who right. will take offense to it. And that world, that word, people have died behind it. And right. I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of it. But it was like, I just thank God that, like, I am not the, the ignorant, like, delusional girl that I once was. Right. Well, it, and I think that's it speaks so much to growth, right? And yeah. learning and yeah. being open to learning because not everybody's open to that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people also look it's like that the joke you see floating around on Twitter, which is the number one job on Twitter is to not be the number one person on Twitter. There's yeah. always a main character Twitter. You don't want to be that person, yeah, right? You don't, you right. don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but we also forget that how fast society has changed, right? Because if you, like me and Karina were just talking about, like I earlier I was quoting a song that Dave Chappelle sang on his nationally aired television show about R. Kelly. Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, now albeit that that end up becoming true and all that, but still like there were things that we were saying in the mid 2000s that were completely acceptable that are not acceptable now, but you have to learn to adapt with societal change. And that's Mm -hmm. part of it, right? Yeah. You have to learn to adapt. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Because, I mean, I remember there just speaking on the F word when it, it, it started becoming a big deal with Eminem. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I remember that. You know what I mean? And we're all, I think, relatively close in age and generational yeah. mm-hmm. that we understand this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, to speak on what you're saying is absolutely true is, you know, we we get in these situations with our circle of friends or people that we hang out with where we feel like we've gotten, received permission to say something or mm-hmm. it's we're allowed to say those things. But yeah. it don't take into effect how that word affects everybody that sees it, right? right. Just exactly. not everybody's in your exactly. perspective where you're being broadcasted to millions of people instead right. of just our circle right. of friends. Right. But and and that's and I think it's an over uh, an overarching theme throughout <laughs> this conversation, which is growth, right? People yes. change, people 
evolve and become better person, you know, better per- versions yeah. of themselves in the ideal world. Not everybody reaches that, but that's the goal, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, and I, I get do... that you want that you want to know that the growth is authentic. It's like, hey, if we just with if we just take someone on there, oh, I'm sorry because they can't go back on the challenge and they're just trying to get in, get, get back and get graces. I understand that. That's why, yeah, there should be a little time period, but it can't be mm. permanent. It can't be forever. Right. No, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. I mean, even with I, I don't know if you're familiar with her, uh, D. Um, she got kicked off the show for some insensitive. Yeah, I heard a little bit about it. A little bit about it, but like even then, it was like the timing was her timing was just really fucked up. It was right yeah. when everything took a shift. It was yep. Right after that George Floyd stuff, so like yep. everything took a shift. People were being called out. People were getting put in the can. Like it, her yeah. timing could not have been worse. It was, and it, what she said was super tone deaf, but. I have said much more ignorant things and not realizing how tone deaf it was. Yeah. Right. If she exactly. w- if she says that six months before that situation, it's just a bad tasting joke on Twitter that she would have got roasted for and people would have right. gone. Right. Exactly. Right. But yeah. I also understand that, you know, context is everything, right? And the, yeah. the context and timing in which she said that yeah. fucked her at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, really did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but with that being said, uh, I, I hope that D educates herself and gets the growth and, yeah. and gets an opportunity there is, again. There is one person that I think that like a permanent ban is absolutely necessary. And I would say Camilla. Yes. Yes. Agreed. I, I agree a hundred percent. I think, I think hers is 100% warranted to be permanent because there were so many things that she did that had, that you guys never saw, like physically violating production. She was in, entirely difficult and impossible to restrain when she was drunk. She definitely was an alcoholic and i don't say that like as a judging you know i have dealt with my own issues with alcohol and being a functional in that aspect but like she would turn into a demon when she would yeah. drink and the things she said and did to leroy and the fact that you know it wasn't until recently that those things were brought to the forefront and it was made clear that we're never inviting her back because of it which is inexcusable because that of all the people like to do that to him uh, to Leroy of all people, he's literally like oh. the nicest, most lovable person in the whole hey, world. Dude. And then, you know, what really did it in for me, too, was and obviously we all we saw some of this kind of pan out on TV. But a lot of it obviously happened behind the scenes off camera that we didn't see. But was all of her interactions with Brandon Nelson on Cutthroat. I mean, she started the season off by she had she she was the leader of her team and she had to pick four people to be on and she picked three people. And then at the very end, she was like, well, you know, I guess we should get some color on this team and then calls Brandon over. No, she did. It's <laughs> on. Yeah, she, it's, it's on, on the show that yeah. was aired. That part was aired. And then Brandon ha- also did an interview with us a couple months ago where he told us that she on numerous occasions addressed him with the N word. And nothing was said or done. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, so her situation with Leroy wasn't even the first time that nope. that she is ex- she has exemplified racism in that mm-hmm. in that nope. you know depth. And yeah. so, to me, it, it no, it's she's definitely one that I think that the um, the whole cancel culture thing they they got it right on that one. In my opinion, there are certain <laughs> situations that I think it is right. And here and here's the thing: she can always evolve and grow for the better i just think that she permanently needs to not be on that show because the show is not good for her like it brings out the worst sides of her and she's not all bad like i have she was pleasant to me i mean respectful to me um but who knows like what she i think that she has that rooted like ignorance is from a deep deep place 
um, culturally that she needs to examine. Mm-hmm. And I think that she needs to do the work off camera and like, you know, like she needs to, uh, get to know black people, understand yep. black people, learn to love black people and do a lot of good for that community. And if, and if no one sees it, no one sees it. Cause it's not about redeeming yourself for the rest of the world. It's like, you need to choose to be a better, more educated, healed human being for yourself. Like the challenge is not a place that you belong. Like I am thankful for the time that I was not on the challenge. Everyone thinks I was banned. No, they called me for bloodlines to do it with my sister. I just refused to do that with my sister because I felt like if you guys thought I was crazy now, if somebody does anything harmful to her, like I will burn this whole house down. Like I didn't do it. But I'm also thankful that they didn't call me back because I was not capable of going into that environment and having a positive outcome in any capacity. Yeah, whatsoever. And I think, look, I don't want to with Camilla. I think it's it's a little bit of the chicken and the egg, right? Which is, I think, yes, Camilla had these feelings deep down, but the challenge in that environment helped amplify it and bring it out even more to a public setting, right? right. And, and the reason I'm saying that is because the overall theme I'm trying to get to is that I don't think the challenge is really healthy for people to do to be in that situation. You're you're being incentivized right. to deceive to lie, to start alliances for the end goal of winning a lot of money. And and it makes great television, but it's not great for the mental health. And that's where I really agree with some of the stuff Sarah Rice has said, which is you yes. know, they need to provide after therapy. Pre and post. Yeah. Speaking of that, so I, me and Sarah just recently talked, you know, and of course I had to apologize and in a sincere way um, acknowledge how I could have made her feel and the things that I said and did to her in that final on um, where I got kicked off of exes mm-hmm. and to let her know that, you know, it, I was, I struggled with that for a long time, but I just thought she is not going to listen to me. She probably is convinced that I'm just going on like a cleanup campaign and I'm, she saw the worst side to me. So she, I know like it'd be fair if she'd never want to pick up the phone. So I just she never called you. her for years. And when I spoke to her like a couple of weeks ago, like I remember just, I was, you know, as soon as we started talking, I could see in her eyes that she had already forgiven me and she had forgiven mm-hmm. me a long time ago. And it was just, it lifted such a weight off of me because I uh, had carried that for a really long time. And um, I had, there was a fear of not being forgiven. Right. And so I kind of just was like, well, this would be the one person that I heard in my past that I haven't apologized to. And I, I mean, I just kind of stumbled around it, but eventually I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do it because a fan wrote in my comments. They said, we love where you are with Avery and with Jordan and Johnny, but what about Sarah? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I need to at least try. And so yeah. me and her had a wonderful conversation. And in that conversation, you know, I had learned that she, you know, is a, is a therapist, but also that she is a therapist for reality stars. And I thought, mm-hmm. why are they not employing her? Yeah, this is a they, girl who's, who's been through it. Yep, so yep. nobody can sit in that seat and understand what that experience is more than Sarah Wright. Yeah. And give mm-hmm. people what they need and listen to them authentically. Because I remember even when on All Stars 3, when Latarian went to go to the therapist, he walked out of that session like, I'm never doing that again. And I'm like, why? He goes, the dude was like fucking eating like he was on a lunch break while I was talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just a CYA to cover their ass so they make sure no one exactly. goes home and hurts themselves. It's not it's not therapy. And, we, and that's what actually, Sarah told us. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually just interviewed Sarah, I want to say like last week. She'll be her. um 
her episode will be releasing a couple weeks after yours. Um, but she talks about that and she talks about the difference between a, you know, the psychologist that they have on the show or a psychiatrist um, versus an actual therapist and the differences between you know the company hiring them and having them there for you to go talk to and make sure that you're not going to go home and and harm yourself or harm someone else and then you know what the difference of that is to an actual therapist who is there to help you understand and process and you know deal with all the things that you just experienced in this like cut off world you know it's like because so many people that we've talked to they're like the challenge is it's reality TV, but it's not reality. It's a, you're you're completely separated from reality and anything that's actually real. It's like its own little world. And then when you get off the show, you have to relearn how to you have to relearn how to integrate back into what reality and life actually truly is. And yeah. that's huge, you know, especially like for people who do are there the entire time and are you know on the show for two and a half three months and go through the final and. You know, things that like Sarah's gone through where she's, you know, she's gotten screwed over on almost every show other than Battle of the Exes 2 where she won with Jordan. And, you know, all the other ones she's gotten partners have pulled her out of the game and then she comes back Mm -hmm. with Johnny and she gets the money stolen from her and just all these Mm -hmm. terrible things. It's it's crazy. But, yeah, they they don't uh, they don't reach out to her for therapy work or anything. And it blows my mind. I told her that I am. uh trying to facilitate that on my end I feel like that's the least I can do for her yeah like I have the time and I like I'm, I'm still in that world kind of and I feel like if the cast if I get the cast to all sign something and say we feel comfortable with Sarah facilitating this for us yeah then as a cast like you guys you you who, who fuck who you're picking like we yeah. want her yeah we yeah. feel exactly. comfortable and safe with her and if this is really about mental health then it should be a no-brainer so I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure to see that that happens. And I was trying to do that this time around for season 38, but obviously I didn't take care of myself and that's another Mm. consequence. So, but I mean, regardless in the future, like I will, um, I will definitely like actively pursue that for her. Like even before, even when I'm not on the show, like, you know, talking to the producers and just explaining to them why this is, why this is necessary and why she's the perfect fit. Yeah. You guys were at the cameo party eating deep fried Oreos. I saw it. Oh my right? God. You were ready. <laughs> right. I made those I turned to him. I was like, do I need a friend like Naya to just like bring me deep fried Oreos by the pool? Like that was the most dope thing ever. Like you were the coolest friend to have. So <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. No, if you ever want to eat your way through your feelings, I'm your girl. Like, call me. No, I'm going to come see you in LA. I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah, we're so- please do. Both y'all better pull up. Right? Cyrus invited us to to the party. We were too. supposed we just to be at that party, it. but he told us like three days before it. Oh, that's so, so we lame. couldn't get like babysitters and plane tickets were ridiculous to try to like fly down there from oh, Reno that yeah. quick and everything. So we like, uh, but we did tell him we were like. Let us know with a, a decent amount of time next time, and we will make sure we make it down to LA for the party. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I'm sure there'll be a next one. And regardless, oh, yeah. you know, I, I threw a dope party with Cameo. So it's like, even yeah. if Cyrus is not doing a party, like I'm sure Mark will do a party or a combination of Cyrus and me. And like, I mean, we'll have something. And you guys just like, number one, if you're not there after having this conversation, I'm going to be pissed. So yeah. I need you to actively <laughs> hit me up and be like, Naya, hey, by the way, like, 
what's the deets like send us all where's the party so, yeah yeah well, right, hey low-key we're thinking about trying to go to san diego for the 8th of october for mm, the yeah, the we challenge mania that that's mm-hmm. going to be down there i think i'll be at that one. Oh, that would be awesome okay, possibly I, will... I mean he's trying to get me to do you're talking about with Derek, right yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's trying to get me to do one but like i told him i was like i'm kind of flexible like i mean i don't mind going to other places but san diego would be fine because then i could like make it into like a little you know road little trip, trip. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like, she's never been to San Diego. So mm-hmm. I want her to take her there because it's just, it's gorgeous there. I love it mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. I want to see. And mm-hmm. then I swear, if we go, we're go, I'm taking you with us. We're going to the gas lamp district. We're going to go get some drinks and talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's some good ass, ooh, there's some like fire Mexican places that I've screenshotted off of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like I follow other people's pages on there. There's some spots in San Diego. I can't remember the name of it. I think one of them is called like Salulita. They make this mm-hmm. giant. Have you seen it? Ooh. Yep. I know exactly which Rito. one. Oh my God, dude. Okay. <sighs> Low key, like I like one of my favorite things outside of Mexican food is breweries and getting food from there. Mm. They have a place there called Carl Strauss's Brewery. It's in downtown. I forget. I th- I want to <sighs> say it's off like Market or something like that. I gotta look it up. Yeah. But it is so good. I oh love it there God. so much. Oh my God. Y'all, listen, this I am really having withdrawals like on this diet. Right. Like the, if you thought the vape was giving me withdrawals, the dieting it's the food. Not, like, girl, I'm already <laughs> What kind of dieting are you doing? Like, are you doing like the keto? Intermittent or? fasting. A okay. ton of a ton of like a gallon of water a day, intermittent fasting. I'm trying to eat four small portion meals a day um a little bit of seafood mostly vegetables juicing mm. um i'm trying to lay off the carbs the white carbs for now yeah um, no sweets no sugars um smoothies salads i do a lot of corn a lot of cauliflower tuna mm. um sushi without the rice i'm doing i, I have to get me some steak in every now and then like i'll do mm-hmm. the lettuce tacos instead of um oh yeah instead of like a, a tortilla because i'm a slave to flour tortillas but i'm like at least i'll do like the lettuce little boat yeah um and just yeah man like oh and then i started the yoga and pilates i'm about to start volleyball um again soon and that was the other thing me and jordan we were at the cameo party so me jordan laurel and his friend uh larry and my ex-teammate from howard uh jaya we all decided to create a volleyball squad Mm-hmm. what so like we were really like okay you know we're gonna play like on the beach we're gonna like be kicking people's asses like we have our squad now yeah and um i have to wait they told me to wait like at least like four weeks before i started doing like intense physical stuff i'm on the blood thinners but like if after this lap this next month like we're definitely gonna get together and like play ball so oh you you did play volleyball right yeah in college okay so i wasn't i told i told you i wasn't crazy i was like she either played volleyball in college or maybe (laughs) softball but i'm pretty sure it was volleyball i'm like i know she played something yeah but there's like no information out there about it so i was like did i just make that up or like what (laughs) yeah i played it played it was d1 division Mm one at howard and um oh my god it's like that was just a really fun time of my life like i always loved volleyball but um the body i had back then <laughs> oh my god! Like I like yeah, you only get it through playing volleyball every day. Yeah, like that yeah. particular body. Oh my god! I yeah. wish. That's that's oh. how I was when I was younger because I used to um I used to play soccer and I raced dirt bikes and stuff and so uh-huh. like I look back at the pictures of myself in like my late teens early twenties and I'm like oh 
my god, I want that again, but I can't. <laughs> Look, we all, we all go through that. Like, I'm we 30... can't. No, no, no. We can't. We can't. We can't. We just. It's gonna take us a little longer. That's all. Yeah. It just takes a little bit. A little well, bit more work. So this is like. <laughs> I haven't even told her this yet, but like my whole goal is like, so I played sports in high school. I did like community college sports. I wasn't very good. Like I thought I was going to be like some football star. And then I read like, <laughs> what you need to, good. but what you need to do to go pro. And I was like, I don't run a 40 in like 4.1 seconds. So <laughs> yeah. this isn't going to happen. Um, but like, so my goal is, is to quit. And then I want to go buy some weights for the gym and I'm going to start doing football weights again because I loved how I felt after that. Yeah. And it's, you know, the, the, losing the neck right here getting that muscle going and that's what i'm doing and i'm thinking man it only took me like six months when i was like 17 18 (laughs) to get in that shape i'm like so i'm gonna need about four years to get there but i'm gonna get there (laughs) listen that's the thing who cares about the timeline fuck a timeline like the destination is there for you to have and to attain you just gotta put in the work and not quit yeah it's consistency five minutes or five years yeah Yep, yeah, exactly. 100%. And that's better for it. You guys have children. Like, yeah, you guys will be so much better for it. Oh, True. and that's the point. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay, I'm going to switch it up a little bit lighter because, all right, we, we had a surprise that we were trying to pull off and <sighs> unfortunately we're, we're not going to be able to pull it off. So not, yeah, it's like I said, <laughs> um, we talked to Marlon quite a bit and he found out that we were going to be talking with you and he wanted to hop on and ask a question, but oh, unfortunately, yeah! but unfortunately I can't, he can't make it today. So, um, I feel really bad about not being able to connect that, but you guys follow each other on IG, I'm sure, and stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna send him a voice note as soon as I get off the call with you guys. Right? Yeah, yeah definitely. So, and we're we're huge fans of Marlon. Um, when we first started, he was one of the first people that was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll totally come on and talk with you guys." I think he was the first to tell us yes. It took us a couple of weeks to get him scheduled out, but he was the first to tell us yes. And now, like. He's been on our podcast like three times. We've been on his podcast once. He's like, oh, I love that. He's he's so cool. Like he's always been super supportive. He, I mean, I'm wearing his sweater right now too. He's got his own little clothing yeah, he's line a, and all like, that. Marlon is such a good guy. Like, I mean, yeah. just a good heart, good spirit, good energy. He's like a Leroy, you know. Like he hasn't yes. done the show as, as much as Leroy, but he is very much like that. Yes, he is. They MTV's doing him wrong. They need to bring him back. They need to bring Marlon back. I don't know what I'm telling you. I'm I'm putting in the universe. We are going to have a real world homecoming, number one, and number two, and it's gonna be soon. We're not waiting another two years for this shit. No. Let's get it done. Um, and then also I wanna see a battle of the seasons again. Yes. And give us some real world Portland. Yes, we need the real world Portland in the house. We do, we do. Yeah. No, we were robbed. We were robbed. They need to do that one. And what was the one that uh, the season bananas was on? Oh, Key West. Key West, because I need to see Tyler, Janelle, Johnny try to get Paula back. All together. Yeah. Yeah, Paula. That would be lit. Yeah. Oh my god. How fun would that season be? Like that would be because especially here's the thing, if you do battle the seasons. You're definitely gonna pull some all-star seasons around. So it's like even if the house was like, it's not gonna be a bunch of young, like nope. toxic, like Instagram influencers. It's like there's gonna it's gonna be an equal mix. Yeah. So you know it could be like the mature, you know, the battle of like maturity. Right. <laughs> I love it. Like whoever you're like it. rooting for, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so I, you don't have to confirm or deny if you know or don't know, but there are two things that I, I've been putting out in the universe that's going to happen with the challenge. Oh my gosh. <laughs> First one is they're going to have to do like an invasion of the champs or like where they get the best of the best for like season 40. Anyone who's ran a final that like you have to be on blowout. a final to have been on that season kind of thing, like as their massive season 40 blowout. 
or they need to do like people from the flagship, people from All Stars, and people from the new CBS challenge all against each other in a blowout season. That would be sick. Like, yeah, I think, I mean, because it's so, well, number one, to answer your first question or your first, um, okay, so I would say the everyone who's ran a final, yeah, I could see them easily doing that because they just did that on All Stars, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I had never run a final, but I flew to that motherfucker. You qualified for um, a you, final. You, you qualified. Yeah, I qualified. I qualified for a final. <laughs> we had this argument with fans for so long because they're like, Naya's never been in a final. I'm like, technically, she qualified. She just didn't get to do that final elimination. And to be fair, she probably would have whooped Nani's ass in that mud wrestle pit thing. So we're it's fine. Okay. She made it to the final. <laughs> Even if, I mean, I don't know. Nani would have been really hard to beat, but also like uh, Leroy would have beat Banana. So even if oh, he had yeah. beat Banana twice, yeah, he'd probably still you know make it in there. And I mean, and that was the thing. Like Teresa did really good against Nani and beat Nani in that in that mud pit. And you had just beaten Teresa. So by process of elimination, I'm just saying you would have beat Nani. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, I, like listen, like I, I look, those two girls, like I was really upset that I was having to go against them. Like, yeah. period. Like, even if it wasn't physical, it was like, this is Nani and Teresa. Like, these girls are goaded. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't want to be going against them in anything. Uh, yeah, no, I that. Get was a that. good season for Nani. Like, she was in really yeah. good shape that season. She had really, she did really good that season. I'm excited to see. Look, yeah. I, I, I had a t- matter of fact, I got to, um, I need to call her. Nani. Because, mm-hmm. I know she, so you know her and her and Casey live in San Diego. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I need to call her because I just saw her at, at um the baby shower. Yeah. But I gotta make I gotta get her off those vapes too. Like I already told Tina and Veronica, I'm like, we can't like no no no. Like if, when I say I love you, I mean it and like I'm just I have to just tell you what's going on. Like we can't I everybody I know and love tell everybody, but also I just I know, you know, me and Nani used to smoke a lot and then cigarettes and then when now, you know, it's the vapes and like we thought we were better off on the vapes, but it's like no, the vapes are worse. So yeah. I'm a definitely I'm glad you mentioned her name. I'm gonna definitely let her know what's been going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I have um I have like two fan questions that were sent in. Um one yes. of them is actually from our co-host. So I wanna get that I want to make sure that I get that one in for him. Um his okay. name's Josh obviously he wasn't un- he was unable to make it today but um he's the one who lives up in the Portland area and he wants to know like oh, nice. what was your favorite place um that you visited when you were up in Portland. Okay. Hey Josh <laughs> um, my favorite place when I was in Portland, oh, it was this place called Burrito Bar. <laughs> it was in the Pearl. <laughs> it's probably not there anymore, but they had this burrito where they would grill the pineapples. Ooh. And like, oh my God, it was so yummy. It oh was like gosh. Kahlua port, like Hawaiian style port with like grilled pineapple and like, uh, all the fixings. I used to oh. love that place. Like, I mean, there's like multiple episodes where you see me eating it in the background. It was so good. Um, <laughs> and then the other, like, we weren't allowed to go to a lot of places because people, like, you know how it's like keep Portland weird. That's their theme. And like, they didn't really want us filming in like so many places. So we only had like three bars that we could like go to right. or like, you know, five restaurants. Like, most of the places were just like, no, we don't want them here. And so, you know, we had to respect that. But, um, yeah, I would say that burrito place because mm. of the other places we we were allowed to go to were kind of lame. And then <laughs> me and um, uh, Jessica would go to this cute nail salon and then we would go get sushi. That was about it. 
Oh, <laughs> it was kind of boring because the city didn't want us there. Whereas yeah. you see people like real world Vegas and Austin, like they were having a fucking ball. Right. Like oh, yeah. that's what yeah. I thought I was signing up for. I was so upset when I got to Portland because I was like, this is boring. First of all, everybody in the house is being lame as shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody's having fun. Everybody's just kind of like, it was just a somber, negative energy. You know, and people were acting like Jordan was like the Antichrist. And I'm like, wait a minute, like we should be partying, <laughs> like having a good time. We didn't have a fucking pool. We had that weak ass hot tub. I like, know. I just, it was like, uh, it was just a weird, like the energy, unfortunately, because of where some people were in their lives. It was just, and I mean, I could speak of all of us. Right. Like it just wasn't giving that real world vibe at all. Yeah. And so I, I just wish that I could have had a different experience. Like I wish they would do, you know what I wish they would do? Hmm. The universe right the fuck now. I wish they would do a real world like reunion season, like like seven of people from of like from each season, and let's all live in a house for three months. Yeah, oh. and that we would all be have crazy. to have a job like they did back in the day. Like, let's have a job, let's do this, yep. have an initiative, something we create that's good for the world. Yeah, that something we promote, whether it's a campaign, a, a whatever that we do that's good. Like what you know, um, I think on Austin they had to do like the the PSA for South that South by Southwest. What if mm-hmm. we did something where like we joined some cause, some initiative, some this or that, and use our platforms to collectively like bring more awareness or this or that or raise money? That would be dope. And then, yeah, let's do that. Dude, that I, would be I, sick. I, I felt robbed. I felt like my experience on the real world was just not what it was supposed to be. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you look at the other seasons like Real World Boss and they're working with kids and they've got like these really important jobs. I mean, even in Philadelphia, it's not an important job, but you're working for like arena football. So it's fucking cool, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and no cool, offense, but... no offense to the, was it Smeech's Pizza? Pizza, pizza yeah. Smeech. Yeah, Pizza Smeech. <laughs> I, I hear great stories about it every time we talk <laughs> to you guys, but, and it's still there, but like not mm-hmm. the same level. And Dante's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dante's too. Dante's yeah. Inferno, yeah. Um, God, that's what was so funny say? you guys remember like Dante's Inferno was a, was like a vegan strip club or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it, I don't know <laughs> I don't know if you saw it because I know it was like while you were either while you were in Italy or maybe right when you were getting back. So maybe it could have been when you were um, going through the hospital stuff. But uh-huh. our our other co-host Josh, who lives uh-huh. up in Portland, he we we had found out that we were going to be interviewing Jordan, and the morning right before we interviewed Jordan, he actually drove down and took updated photos of Pizza Schmitza, Dante's Inferno, um, took a picture of where the real world house used to be because it was it was you know torn down and turned into something else. Um, yeah, and we posted all those on Instagram and we tagged all you guys in them. I'm not sure if you saw it or not, but no, um, yeah, oh, man, the- no, 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 that's not true. I think I did see it. Like I, um. It was, yeah, because I remember being like, oh, if we ever got a, a homecoming, they're going to have to put us in something else. Like, make it look like our old place. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the house isn't there. It's so sad. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was uh, it was pretty it was pretty cool to see. I hope you they know. saved it after they um, tore down. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so I'm out of questions. I know Kareen. Well, I have one final question that we ask everyone. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. There was there was another fan question in there that. Fair enough. It doesn't need to be asked. <laughs> Wait, what is it? No, fuck that. Ask it. <laughs> you asked it. <laughs> um, she's uh, she's actually one of our our really big supporters. I love her. Um, but she wants to know how Jordan was. If you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm totally fine with answering that. Um, oh, sh- and all res- <laughs> and all respect to any parties that are currently involved with him. This is yes. Asked it. 
we're talking about? Yes. Um, <laughs> no, he's a, he's an amazing lover. I mean, first of all, I mean, we saw him in the plank, right? Yeah. yeah, come on. <laughs> look, look, you don't we have to saw. be... Look, I'll, I'll come out here and I'll say it. I don't care. I'll say it for everybody. Jordan's great in the sack. I'm going to say this. The stuff, that I w- the stuff that I was making fun of him for on The Real World... Was not true. Was not true. Yeah. And I just made that up and I just ran with it. Because <laughs> we were at war. It was like, fuck it. I'm just going to say you have this and then whatever. Like, you know, like, he, no, he doesn't have a small dick. He has a wonderfully beautiful... Let me stop. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful lover. And when you love somebody also, it's like, there's no chance that yeah. it's going to be like... You know what I mean? It's Bad. an energy thing. So It's an exchange of energy, like you yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you have that kind of passion, even if someone wasn't what everyone wanted, that exchange of energy and that exchange of love yeah. makes up for a lot of different things, exactly. too. Oh no, he he is like the th- where I'm not. So he and I are not romantically interested in each other, but physically, he is like one of the prototypes in terms of like what would turn my head. Right. And so, and I mean, like as he gets older, he gets sexier to me. Like when yeah. he was in the real world, I was. I mean, I I didn't see that. I didn't see, find him to be attracted at all. As he's gotten older, I'm like, oh my god, like hell yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I mean, he didn't even have that body that he has now. He didn't have that on the real world. And you know, no. Jordan used to be like a little fat kid back in the day. And like, I saw pictures of him. I was like, oh, he was so so much cuter then than when he was on the real world. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just I I am very attracted to him. But like, of course, he would never date. But like, there have been times where you know how like you know it's late at night. You're like laying in bed and you're trying to make like go to sleep. Yeah, you're doing a couple little things. Yeah, I might, I might think of like his best photo. Right. <laughs> All right, hold up. I gotta ask this though. Okay, let me stop. Okay, this is me officially at twelve twenty nine p.m. hopping off a of Jordan's dick. I am right. done. Like I know I've okay. been on it for a long time, hanging on it with one arm, like a little monkey. Like I'm done. Okay. Look, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a follow up question to, to really solidify this. How do you feel about the mullet? I love it. I Same. do because I mean, like you gotta be, you gotta be a bad motherfucker to rock, to rock that. To like, rock a mullet like especially that, with that this, confidence, especially right? in this day and age, and not Dude. living below the Mason Dixon line, Dude. and he's rocking it. <laughs> I really appreciate it with confidence, man. I with know, confidence, no, that's it. what it is. I'm into it. Yeah, he's definitely like I really, I re- I really want him to go buy like a 1987 Chevy Camaro T top though. Right? I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> no, um, oh man. So <laughs> my my final question, uh, and to wrap this up because we know you have stuff you you've got to get done. And yeah, we appreciate you taking the time to sit down yeah. with us. We really have enjoyed every moment. Of, of it. This is long overdue. I appreciate it. Oh, um, when everything's said and done. TV, reality TV, even maybe doing the corporate—I uh, I hate using the term "flight attendant" because really, it seems like you're more of like a corporate aviation concierge, right? Yeah. Would be mm-hmm. the more that appropriate term. That. She's like, "Oh, that's that. nice." <laughs> when, when all that's said and done, when people look back on Naya, what do you want them to remember? Oh, that's a deep question. I want them to let me think. Let me take my time with this. You do that. In the meantime, I'm going to let you know that Reno also has all-you-can-eat sushi, which is really weird for a landlocked state. <laughs> can we stop with the food right now? Seriously, like I'm already like shaking at the fact that I have to go take my car to get service to Beverly Hills, and I'm thinking about all the places I want to eat. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, Naya, you have food at home. You already meal prep. Like, please just go get tr- tr- go get your car service and come right back. Do not right? look at anything on the like. Uh, but um, I would say I would want people to know or to um remember me for being a girl who had the best upbringing i had the best 
deck of cards, hand to play in life, loving parents, wonderful family, lived in a safe place that my parents provided and made a bunch of sacrifices for, had everything handed to me, and I still chose to self-sabotage myself and block my own blessings and burn shit down around me and leave little fires everywhere and do a lot of things because I was confused. I was in pain. I always thought that I had a good heart, but I didn't understand the consequences of the, the things that I would do and say and that they carried weight. And fortunately, I was able to arrive to a place in life where I could see that I was the problem, that I was the common denominator in a lot of the, the casualties of my life. And the fact that I was able to arrive there and make a choice to become a different person um, and to practice that daily. It is not a place that you arrive. It's like sobriety. Being a good person and choosing to do the right thing is something you have to do daily. You don't just like all of a sudden, oh, I'm just a perfect person and I do the right thing all the time. It's like, no, I have to actively pursue good. Yep. And I want people to know that like, that's just the journey that I've been on. I'm thankful that I have had a lot of grace in my life to where I'm here because I have said and done a lot of things that could have been fatal, whether it was the immense amount of drinking and driving I was doing in my twenties, whether it was getting in cars with strangers, whether it was poisoning my body with, with cigarettes and bad food or getting in the wrong relationships or, you know, wrong place, right time. Like I have had a lot of grace in my life, stuff that you've never seen off camera, but I just hope that um, who I am today is an inspiration to others that you can do that as well. You can change for the better and you have to give yourself time, but you have to do the work. Like, so I have sat on the fence for most of my life, the fence of good and bad. Good and evil, yeah. right and wrong. I've sat on the fence. I've most days I'm like, uh, I'll do some good and then I'll do this and I'll whatever. And I've, and my life has reflected that. There's a lot of things that I have not accomplished because of that, because I couldn't pick a side. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I want people to see, like, listen to where I've been, avoid the potholes that I hit because I'm giving you the game, I'm giving you the wisdom. And be better for it and make better choices and get the outcomes that you want out of life. Because we none of us know how long we got. Right. You know, and it's like, I just want people to be better than me. If I can if, if inspire someone to do make one choice that's better than a choice that I made based on what I'm sharing that I did wrong, my own feelings, like that's a victory. That means what I did is no longer in vain. If I can get one person to put the vape pen down. If I can get one person to call an Uber instead of drinking and driving, if I can get one person to pursue sobriety in itself, if I can get one person to forgive their assailant or someone that has harmed them, if I can get one person to say I'm sorry to someone that they've wronged, if I can get one person to reject failure um, it outright and to understand that that's a necessary part of life, and it, there's so many rewards once you do that, once you're not afraid of it anymore. If I can get one person to not let fear consume them, if I can get one person to enjoy the food, but maybe eat in moderation because, you know, that's what we got to do as we get older. <laughs> <laughs> then I feel like my life matters. I mean, it, it will have meant something. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just, that, that, I don't know if that, that was a long winded answer to your question, but that's ultimately like how I feel. 
it's well thought out and it's well spoken and what I've kind of just, yeah. I'll listen back and hear it again, but just in the moment hearing it, what it, what it spoke to me was it's the, the destination, the goal is, is where you're heading for. Right. But sometimes it's about that journey and that journey is what creates the person that you are yes. and without that journey. You wouldn't be who you are. So as much as there's ups and downs in that road, it's about that experience and remaining consistent to who you want to become to reach that goal. Yes. And one last thing. Yeah. Like this all started clicking for me at 32, but really at 33, I'm 33 now, Mm -hmm. have been for six months. This really started clicking for me right now. And so it's like, if you can soak up as much wisdom as you can from your elders or from people that have made mistakes or people that have been where you're trying to go and you're, teenage years and in your 20s you're still gonna make mistakes yeah, yeah. facts you're gonna oh, make mistakes. absolutely you're gonna suck up as much game from people who you who resonate with you and who make you it doesn't feel like it's an old timer telling you what not to do and what to do it's like no this person i really like i fuck with her like i get her and i understand it like i've had big sisters and big brothers and mentors who there's certain things in life i didn't do based on the consequences that they faced mm-hmm. absolutely you yeah. know what i mean it, it, it's it's like you said, and it, you know, there's really no better term than picking up game from somebody else is right. really what it boils mm-hmm. down to. Yep. And um, you know, just to kind of speak to that, I I have two quotes that I try to keep with me at all time. One mm-hmm. being from Winston Churchill, which is, uh, in everybody's life, you will uh, you will be at one time tapped on the shoulder to choose to be chosen to do something that you were specifically designed for. Mm. God forbid you're tapped on that shoulder when you're not ready, right? Yep. But the other one I always try to remember, too, and it's what I just said earlier, is we're all trying to make that journey, right, and get to that end goal. But don't forget that the journey is what's most important, not that goal. Right. Because that journey is where you you make yourself. Yes. I love that. Can you, first of all, add it to the list of things I need you to send me? Gotcha. So send mm-hmm. me both of those quotes. Okay. Send me, it was, the, it was uh, a taco place here that you told me to go to. I think yeah. it was here. Uh, well, up and here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me all three of y'all's Instagrams so that I can. You guys have individual. You have personal pages, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We got it. Okay, all. so send me all three of that, and then that was dope. Like, man, that gave me goosebumps. You know, that really resonated. Like, I'm glad you shared that. Well, I'm happy to hear. I mean, look, it, there's one more I heard, and my stepmom, who I don't get along with, uh, well, I get along with better now. I didn't get along with for a long time. It actually yeah. took my father passing away to 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 really kind of establish yeah. a real relationship with her. She she sent me something. She goes, "The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of it is to give it away." Mm-hmm. And that I, I I mean, to me, that is something that I try to remember. Is like, and I think that you know, part of this podcast plays into that is. You know, like I've found in found a gift that I'm that we're both kind of good at. I'm mm-hmm. not Joe Rogan or anything. Yeah. By that means. <laughs> write that. One, hey, sis, write that one down too and send it to me. <laughs> okay. We got you. <laughs> but Naya, we want to thank you so much. We know your time's running short. You've been on here with us for almost damn near three hours. I know. Thank you so much. Oh, I know. Who cares? It was so fun. Y'all better invite me back too. Oh, you, you, whenever you want, you call us. We will be inviting you. And anytime you're just like, hey, I want to come on and bullshit, just let yes! us know. We will oh make it God. happen. Please. <laughs> this, I mean, I love all the podcasters I've been with. I do. Like, individually, everybody has, like, something. Every time I leave one of these, I feel like it's therapy. I'm like, I have a new friend. Like, I just, I've, yeah. you guys have created yeah. so many safe spaces for us in this challenge world. But, like, this might be my favorite one, y'all. On the oh. <laughs> 
Well, good. I'm so glad you had a good time. That that's that's awesome to hear because like there's some really amazing like podcasts and especially the fan podcasts. Like they they do it up. So that means a lot. I'm glad that yeah, you had a good no, time. This was, oh, this was good. Like good. I'm very thankful, I'm so and I'm glad, glad we finally got around to doing this. I know. Thank you for y'all's patience too. Oh, like, my life has been chaos. I didn't want to tell y'all that I was in like having a health scare, but I'm like, fuck, let me just like, hopefully when I get back to LA, I can like sit down and do this. <laughs> right. No, we, we, we get it. We totally get it. Yeah. And, and more importantly, we're happy to hear that you're, that okay. you're doing okay. And you're, you've got that plan to get back yeah, to hundred percent. I appreciate that. And yeah. that's the most important part. And I'm rooting for you guys too. And your journey to, to quit smoking, because you know, there's nobody who can understand how not easy it is. I'm going to have Karina reach out to you and give you updates because I think There's no, like, I understand I'm having withdrawals right now, even though I know I will never do it again. Sometimes yeah. when I'm driving, I just reach for it. Like my, my hand is like right programmed there. to do that. It's mm-hmm. just the way it is. And I'm going to, you know what? I want Karina to, to send you messages, not all the time, but just kind of give you updates because I think accountability is really important in these situations. Yes. yes! yes! Let's be each other's accountability partners. I, I love, love it. it. Yeah, love it. absolutely. That is, oh, I love, I love it. it. So real talk, if we're ever down in Southern California, we're hitting you up. Yes. But if you ever come up to Lake Tahoe, Reno area, you give us a call. We're taking you out to to eat diet or no diet. We're going to go get griddled tacos, sushi, the whole night. Yes. You said Lake Tahoe, Reno. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've I've been there a couple. We flew in at like Truckee. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I've been there a couple of times. I haven't been recently, but hopefully soon. That would be so fun. Yeah. We're like 25 minutes from there. If it ever happens, you let us know. We'll make the journey. Yep. Got it. Okay. Yep. And then if you ever see me, like, I know I will remember that because that's such a unique place. But like, if you ever see me post that I'm there, hit me up. Oh, yeah. Oh, right it's, just, it's such a, I've only been there once, but like with private jets, especially now, like Lake Tahoe, is, I think it's probably like a vibe right now, right? Oh, yeah, it's a big it deal right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps getting bigger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Oh, my Heck, gosh. Yeah. One last thing before I forget, and I'm sorry yeah. I'm doing this to you because it's food and I know you're big oh a foodie. <laughs> Go to Pacifica, California. It's just south oh. of San Francisco. There's a place called Nick's Restaurant. Get the crab roll. Write it, write it I'm going to send that I'm to a, you, too. You know, I will, like, uh-uh. Oh, my <laughs> God. I got you. I got you. Naya, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. We've had an absolute blast with it's you. It's so much fun. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I, I cannot wait to come back. So we'll have to set that up. Yes, oh, we'll we make will. it happen. <laughs> All right, Naya. You have a good one. All right. You, too, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> She's the fucking shit. Oh my god, dude, she's the coolest person ever. Oh I am in love with her. Like, <sighs> I, like I loved her before, but I'm like legit, like in love with her. Yo, I'm. Like, I'm gonna be honest. I want to talk to everyone from real world Portland because every single person we've talked to is not who you expect, no. and not what they've been portrayed on TV, and are the coolest, most genuine, loving people I've ever met. Like for real, Marlon, Jordan, Naya, all amazing, it's amazing, such a, such a vibe, dude. Like it, it's such a vibe. There, it's it's weird too because you watch real world Portland and you see you know all these different people and they're all so different yet so alike that. We got this absolutely crazy, insane show, right? Where some parts of it, you're like, okay, this is boring. And then you get like the huge explosions like, you know, Nia and Avery and Nia and Jordan and, you know, Marlon and Jordan, all that. And but at the end of the day, like these people were put in this house for a reason. Mm -hmm. They were chosen to be in this Portland house together for a reason. And the more of them that I talk to on a one-on-one basis like this and actually get to know who they are, the more I'm like, yes, this is why you guys were all put in the house together because it's such a vibe. Like all, all of them are such a vibe. And 
when you get them, like when you get them to sit down and, and, and get them on a real level like this, everything else makes sense. Oh, man. What? I forgot to ask her. What? I wanted to know if she'd ever rewatched Real World Portland, and she saw in those first oh. couple episodes where everybody is before she came on, but it was where they got pissed off at Jordan when they were out at the bar and they ditched him, and they and went to another bar and they look up and he's up on the DJ stand, fucking fist pumping. Like, God, I love that so oh much. Sorry, it, that was just an thought. But yes, that's okay. I forgot to ask her literally like one of my biggest questions, and then it just got submitted as a fan question. Um, I believe it was by Melissa, which kind of sucks. I wish we had gotten. Melissa Melissa's question in, um, but uh, we did not because um, I just saw it right as we were saying bye to Naya and she, you know, we'd already taken up almost three hours of her time. So I didn't want to ask for more. But and that was, you know, what's the play? Fa- what's the what's her favorite place that she's ever visited, um, you know, on her on her travels? And like that was one I thought about the whole time. And it's one of those things where it's like leading up to the interview. I'm like, yes, I got to ask about this and that and this and that. And there's like a thousand thoughts running through your mind. And I've been watching Naya and a fan of Naya for so long, even after like she left the show, like I follow, I've been following her on Instagram for years um, and stuff like that. And so like I was a fan. And so I'm like, oh, I don't really need to write any of this down or really do a whole lot of research like I do with some of the other ones, because like I know what I'm talking about with Naya, you know, and then you sit down and then their little name pops up on the screen and it's like Naya Moore is joining the meeting and everything goes poof. And it's gone. And you forget everything that you wanted to talk to them so, about, everything you wanted to say. And I didn't ask her the most basic question, which is, where is the where's your favorite place you've traveled? So what Karina, sorry, just, guys, <laughs> what Karina just admitted is that if she was on ever on a trivia challenge, she'd do horrible at it. No, it's not. Because no, as I soon would, as you get raised up. Poof, that's what everybody says. It's no, the same thing. I, I know that. But it's for me, it, it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be being raised up in the air. I don't give a shit about that. I'm not scared of heights or being up in the air It'd or anything like TJ. that. It'd be seeing TJ. It'd be seeing TJ. I would look into TJ's beautiful eyes and everything would go away. And I'd be like, how do you spell my name? I don't, I don't know. You're sitting right next to me, okay? <laughs> like, no. I would look into TJ's eyes and yes, everything would be gone. It's the, it's the person because it doesn't happen to me on every interview. No. It, only, it happens to me on the... On the people that I'm a really big fan of, like Jordan, I, I don't know. I don't know how I made it through that interview. I really fucking don't. You giggled a lot. I know I giggled a lot. I did. I, I schoolgirl giggled a lot, just like I did in this one. Look, it, it, same I, reason you were silent on Tories pretty I damn much the whole time. I was not silent. You were not silent, but you were, you talked a hell I, of a lot less on that one than you normally do. <laughs> Yeah, well. Just saying. <laughs> Anyways, hey, look, I'm gonna be I'm gonna kinda wrap this up in a pretty bow. Naya is incredibly intelligent, sweet, caring, and I picked that all up within five minutes of talking to her because she exudes that from her personality. Um, she is very well versed when it comes to food, to life in general, mm-hmm. because of some of the shit she's gone through that either through personal choices or just circumstantial. Um, she's really lived a very exciting and full part of her early adult years so far yes. with her only being 33, but she's got gained a massive amount of knowledge about herself. 
And you know what? It makes it for such an interesting conversation because when someone knows who they are, mm-hmm. they're open up about everything else, right? And yes. that's what Naya did. I mean, right off the top, we introduce ourselves and then she goes into in-depth about her medical issues that she's been dealing with, yeah. which usually is a very private subject that you wouldn't want to share, but she's so open about that. And to not only just make it about, she didn't even just make it about her. She made it about a bigger theme where she wants to tell her story to inspire someone else to not vape or exactly. not smoke. And it's such a beautiful thing. I think that speaks to Naya and who she is as a person that she yep. wants to be able to help somebody and never even know if she helped them, but hope that she did. Right. And I love that. And I you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to keep this pretty short and sweet on my end, which is Naya forever and always has an open invitation to come on and talk about whatever she wants, whatever she wants to come on. She wants to come on talk about challenge 38 with us. She can, she wants to come on talk about CBS challenge. She can Hell, if She wants to come on and talk about tacos. Come on. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do a top 10 taco places in LA. Boom. <laughs> no, I mean, t- to be a hundred percent honest with you, like Naya could call me tomorrow and be like, dude, I'm, I'm in Reno and I'm, I'm downtown and I'm drunk and I need a ride and I need somewhere to pass out for the night. And I'd be like, I'm on my way. Aiden, you can have my bed. Here you go. Be comfy. Sleep, sleep. Like she's just, she's such, you know what? The, I'll, I'm going to say it this way. And this is the last thing that I'm going to say. I have said this for one other person on the show and, and that is it. I have never said this for any other person on the show. But I am now going to apply it also to Naya because I think it fits is and the person I've said this about before is CT, where I feel like CT is a perfect example of what the real world was supposed to be. Right. And 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 what the purpose of it was, was getting that raw, authentic person and then, you know, moving them onto the challenge, being able to watch them grow uh, through their career and seeing where CT started, how he was. And then where he is now, I feel like that journey is what the real world was supposed to be like. And I feel like that applies to Naya as well. We got a raw, authentic human being who, you know, had good times, had bad times, ups and downs and all of that. And we've gotten to watch this progression of her turn into the woman that she is now. And again, I think that that journey is what the real world was supposed to be about. And I think that she took that and she's done amazing things with it. And I love that she's so open about admitting all of her faults in the past and how she's grown from them mm-hmm. and that she doesn't take, what's the word I'm looking for? She, she's not embarrassed by the things that she's done necessarily, but she wants to use those moments to help inspire somebody to make a different choice. And I think that that is beyond special, beyond incredible. I don't even really have a word for it, but I am grateful that we got the chance to talk to her and to have her say those things on our podcast um, will be something that I will cherish forever. Absolutely. Um, Look, I really don't have anything else to say that hasn't already been said by us about Naya, but um, she has definitely earned one of her new favorite fans in yes. myself. I, I'm rooting for a big time. Hope to see her back on future seasons. Yeah. Hope to see her get some W's with it. So maybe her and Jordan can start having a debate on who's really the goat. 
<laughs> I'm for it. I'm all for it. And you know what? If you guys haven't done it yet, go check out Naya's IG page. Um, make sure you're following her. Ooh, and her. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have it all linked below. But make sure you guys go check out her website. We didn't yes. get a chance to talk about it, but she's got a website where she has like recipes and stuff on do it. Do it. Do it. She's got like little shopping lists and recipes and all this. And it's it's not just your average like you know spaghetti recipes. Like they're really good. Like, I cannot wait to make this one. I saw it on there and I was like, oh my gosh. But it's beautyinthefeast.com, but we will have it linked down below. So make sure you guys go check that out. Um, and yeah, like Rick said, her IG, you know, all that stuff. She's just, she's such a fun follow. And if you like seeing, if you like food, you like traveling, and you like funny, you're going to love Naya's page. Agreed. So, um, <laughs> sorry, look, I didn't mean to take over your No, it's there. cool. Um, <laughs> I'm going to finish out with uh, just saying this. It's been a pleasure to speak with Naya, Jordan, and Marlon. Like you said, I can mm-hmm. understand why they were all casted and make sense and why they've been brought back to other seasons. They need to be on a lot more, in my opinion, but that's I'm not casting. Yeah. Um, with that being said, guys, we want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us talk with Naya. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if you get an opportunity to go ahead and rate us five stars, if you don't want to rate us five stars, then just don't rate us. <laughs> but either way, we are very happy that you decide to tune in and listen to us. And uh, we look forward to interacting with you guys soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.